This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, GTZ, and with me today I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. Hello. And also with us today is our regular co-host from the anime episode, Laser Kid. How do people I read too much manga in one day? Yeah, so uh, for people who haven't found out yet, the gap for Demon Slayer has been filled of the Shonen Jump Vault. And because of that, Laser binged, like, basically the entire gap in a single day. Six hours of manga reading, it was fun. And, like, legitimately, wow. Yeah, I mean, Demon Slayer is addicting. It's a drug. It is. It needs to be contained for safety. (laughs) I actually had to take, force myself to be like, okay, I need to eat. I need to go to the bathroom, but I need to read the manga! This is the real reason it ended. It was too powerful. (laughs) They couldn't let it keep beating One Piece. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, today we're going to be talking about the final two chapters of Demon Slayer, and this feels really weird. Like, God, it's so strange to be at the end of a series, like... I, I never get used to this. Yeah, it's it's like especially when you reach Shonen and like that you just expect them to grow up with you and then you you go you shuffle off the mortal coil before they do. That's how that's the experience, but Demon Slayer decided to defy that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean good on Gotge for ending the series on their own terms, and we'll definitely be talking about kind of how we feel about the series overall and the ending after we go through the chapter. So let's not dawdle on this and go straight into chapter 204 here. So after the heartfelt events of the previous chapter, we've flashed forward three months and we're now at the Butterfly Mansion of the Kocho family. And uh, we see Inosuke and Zenitsu just kind of laying around on this bed and... Tanjiro's looking outside at the cherry blossoms that are blooming. And alongside him is Nezuko, who is also saying that they're super pretty. It's a really nice, uh, sweet scene. And then, like, we have a color spread here on the next set of pages. And God, this gives you the feels. Cause it you have, really uh, does. Everyone who's, like, dead just in the background. And uh, one thing a lot of fans have pointed out on Twitter is that you can notice uh, Tamayo is in that, uh, like, spread, but she's facing the other way from the Hashira, which is meant to represent, like, she's going to hell. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, we we want to definitely point out the hell that people are probably thinking isn't quite the hell the same hell yeah it's it's a hell let's put it that way yeah <laughs> i mean if, if we go with the, the circles of hell she's definitely towards the top she's definitely done a lot of mitigation in her life yeah yeah like, yeah yeah so nobody should come in thinking that we we think she's going to fire brimstone place no it's like it's a hell <laughs> but not the hell i guess maybe she's the warden that's torturing muzan 
Yeah, in which case she gets to have all the fun. Yeah, teasing Master Tamayo son. God, (laughs) (laughs) she'll constantly make fun of his galaxy brain. Oh my god! (laughs) You can't figure this out with your five brains. Yeah, yeah. Where are your brains now, Muzan? Oh, that's right, they're dead. Muzan is like tied up and she's like taking his hand and slapping him. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> yeah, it also like really kind of hits me that Rengoku's facing away from the panel too. So like you don't get to see his face and I'm just like, I want to see my boy. Where's my boy's face? <laughs> He's sad he had to go first. He needs time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also just really love the part of, the, of this with Tanjiro and Nezuko. Like, I also, like, completely forgot that, like, Tanjiro's, like, blind in one eye initially. And, like, I, I really love the dissonance in the eye color here. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, the part of the, of, like, how the center of the pupil is, like, dark on the one that's blind. Uh, as opposed to, like, the, the normal eye, the, the light is still there. Yeah, I, I, I think that. I think that. It's something I noticed, but I didn't really think about until you pointed it out. Yeah. But moving forward from here, like, we then kind of pan back inside the manor and, like, they're kind of pointing out, like, Tanjiro's, like, state at this point, like, his, uh, hand that had been regenerated by Muzan, like, kind of wrinkled away after he turned back into a human and his eyesight's, uh, gone in that other eye that got regenerated. But Nezuko is completely fine and she's being super adorable. And, like, Tanjiro's still really bothered by the fact that, like, he hurt everyone. But Nezuko's telling him to not really worry about that. Like, at the end of the day, he's fine, and that's, like, what really matters. I love how she's like, I'm going to flick your forehead if you say that again. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to see Nezuko, like, as herself and not just kind of going, that's been a while for us for that. But at this point, but we're also seeing her post everything, and she's just an adorable person, and you really get to see why Tantro fought so hard for her beyond the fact that he's a good boy. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, we obviously didn't get too much of her personality at the first chapter because, hey, we, you know, she was just set up as the reason for Tantro to do it. I, I hate to put it that way, but it's the truth. So, it is kind of nice seeing her, you know, we've seen, we've heard Tantro kind of remark about her personality a little bit, but we've not seen it. And it is nice that she is kind of, like, strong-willed. You wouldn't get that from her initial appearance. You just think, it, oh, she's a sweet, you know, sweet girl who's Tanjiro's sister. But yeah, seeing this strong-willed side of her is really nice. That she is just straight up like, if you keep apologizing, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, one thing they also note here is that it's a good thing that Tanjiro bit Nezuko instead of someone else, because uh, Nezuko, since she used to be a demon, she has antibodies now in her body. So, like, even though Tanjiro bit her, like, she didn't turn into a demon or get, like, infected because, like, her body already knew how to fight off the infection. So, like, yay for biting your sibling instead of a random person, I guess. (laughs) Do not bite people, but if you must, bite the person that's immune. (laughs) Tanjiro made a good choice, even in his demonic state. (laughs) Yeah, and Yushiro also kind of just, like, 
mentions how he had like tremendous potential as a demon. Like he was stronger than both Nezuko and the Chad Muzan. Like he was the Chad among Chads. So like it, it was uh surprising that he didn't lose himself as a demon and like Yoshiro really kind of admires that Tanjiro fought valiantly. And of course, like Tanjiro's kind of like, I, I I didn't do much. I had help from other people. And then Yushiro goes full Slendere. <laughs> full dairy. <laughs> yeah, just just like I, I kind of I was like, oh my god, he actually managed to put a lot of behind him. Okay, Yushiro, then that panel happened. I was like, oh never mind. You're still yourself. I was joking, don't take it seriously, dummy. <laughs> I love how he just picks up the cat. Like just like waves it in front of Tanjiro, <laughs> and then he's just like, "I'm out, goodbye." I right, I'm out. And that's literally what he does. He's like, "I'm out," and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and I love how the cat's just staring at everything and like trying to figure out what the heck's going on. I don't Ooh. understand any of this, dude. Just be honest. You thought he was cool. We all do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as cool as the cat. No one's as cool. As no the one's cat, as cool as the cat. The cat, the cat is peak cool. The yeah. cat is the OG. Like, who, who's better than the cat? No one. I don't see anyone surviving those slashes from Muzan as good as the cat. I, that's true. That is true. Nobody else was able to do that. So on the Kimetsu no Yaiba power scaling, cat is stronger than Genya. at the very least they remember to bring super glue for the cat the cat may not be the most powerful attack but his defense stat is maximum (laughs) cat killing bless he's now better than the original cat I am just about to say that Dio tapped Kakuin once and that killed him. While the cat killing survived all of this. So, yeah, I, know. I, I think I know what Stardust Crusader I, I would go with. And in fact, I would say I'm a cat person. Because remember what happened to Iggy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, if, if Iggy had only been a cat, he would have survived. He would have been okay. He would have totally made it through that. But, and we all know Rocky hates dogs. So, am I wrong? Yeah, I don't think a Rocky's ever killed a cat, so cats might be safe. Exactly. I think it's the opposite. I think Rocky likes dogs, so in order to prove how evil the bad guys are, he kills dogs. Yeah, but like, what if he doesn't like cats? Then, then the cats would be safe. Well, yeah, cats are completely safe because you know, evil. In fact, evil people will have all of the cats. So, yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, well, Yoshikage Kira had a cat. <laughs> oh no. But we're okay. <laughs> I think we, we we went too far in the Joe jokes. Okay, <laughs> Joe jokes. Okay, Kavi Lori, bring us up, bring us back home. <laughs> yeah. So as uh, Yushiro is leaving, Tanjiro kind of tells him, "Yushiro, don't die, okay?" And like Yushiro just kind of pauses in place, and Tanjiro mentions, "Like you're the only one who can keep Tamio's memory alive." Um, which, in retrospect, are pretty important words, considering what happens later. That look on Yushiro's face is just, oh man, that that hit me like a freaking freight train. And then, like, after that, he literally just, like, silently walks out of the room. And, uh, Tanjiro's still worried about him. Um, but he's also worried about Giyu and the others, too. But, uh, Nezuko mentions that, uh, they went to go meet with Ubeyashiki's son at, uh, their home. And, uh, at the meeting, 
uh, Ube Ashiki-san mentions that this is the final Hashira meeting, and that's because Sanami and Gi are the only Hashira alive. <laughs> so yeah, that, that kind of happens when you only have two Hashira. Yeah, I can't have much of a you know pillars when I mean you got pillars plural, but like one just guy's you can only there. just barely say you have pillars. Yeah, yeah, it's like if you tried to hold up a house with two pillars, like, it would probably, like, tip over. And one pillar is, like, definitely not going to be very useful in the sense of fighting if there is a fight. I mean, Gyu's pretty much half the guy it used to be. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, like, you, you could bring in Uzui from retirement, but he's, like, a breaking pillar. It's like if you put in a pillar that's already cracked a bunch, and it's like, do you really want that in your house? Uzui has already been repurposed from a pillar into bricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh my God. God. So would you say he's a brick? Ow. House? Oh my God. <laughs> you got three wives. I mean, oh it's a fair point. <laughs> but no, no, before before we go too far, like, I, I am interested in one thing, and we'll probably never know, but I wonder what made, other than the fact... I mean, obviously, Gyu, he's been through a lot. Let's let's just leave him alive. But I wonder what made Gotoge choose these two. I think it's probably because Gyu didn't feel like he deserved to be a Hashira. Yeah. And Sodomy didn't fit what you'd view a Hashira to be. So having the people who least fit the role being the ones to survive is kind of, like, thematic in a way. And we, we, yeah. <laughs> we almost lost Gyu. We really almost did. I mean, we almost lost everybody, really, but... Yeah, yeah. but, like, closer than most. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like having these two, the ones to be the only ones left, is kind of, like, showing how much they've grown and how much, like, they've matured since, like, they've begun their roles as Hashira, really. Well, also, okay. thematically, you have the one that was the most supportive of Tondra and the one that was the most oppositional to Tondra. It's kind of fun in that sense, too. Yeah, I see that. They're both the people who have the most to show uh, by virtue of being alive uh, because of the fact that, like, Gyu has, like, Survivor's Guild and stuff, and also Sanami keeping him alive after his brother passed away, you know that it's going to haunt his life, but it's also going to be, like, a lesson for him. He would basically be living the life that uh, Tanjiro would have had to live. Okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. I didn't either. And that's actually, I, I just know when I, when I was reading through the chapter, I was like, hmm, why? I kind of, on the level of you, I just felt like, it, yeah, he's been through a lot. And to kill him after everything he's been through with the Survivor's Guild and everything like that, not so much it'd be giving him what he wants, but it feels like it would, that all of that development would have been kind of lost, I feel like. So, with Gyu, I kind of get why he lived. So, I mean, it, it is the, the evidence that he's been through a lot, but he's become a stronger person after everything that he did. And that the decision that he made to, you know, support Tanjiro and Nezuko at the beginning wasn't wrong. So, I kind of like that idea looking at it. But, like, um, Sanami, I was kind of like, hmm, why him? I mean, I get, like, him being saved by his dad at the end and everything like that. Sure, you know, I, I I do understand that, but it just was like, you know, but I mean, yeah, I, I like what I like what everybody said. You know, I I do agree with all of those reasons why Gotoge would choose them out of everyone else. Yeah, after uh, Ubeyashiki's son Kiryu says like 
the corpse are disbanded now. He then just, like, kind of bows to Sanami and Gyu and, like, just, like, extends, like, their gratitude on the, like, behalf of the entire Ubeashiki family. And, like, immediately they're like, hey, don't bow down. We don't need any thanks. Like, the Ubeashiki family is what had kept them all together. And, like, they thank uh, Kiria for all his hard work. And um, he and his siblings kind of tear up. They look so small. I mean, he's a little <laughs> I mean, they're kid. literal children. Yeah, they are little kids. I get it. But like when, you know, when he was ordering everybody, he was like this, you know, he was the man in charge. But now that they're in peacetime, you realize they really are just kids. Oh, yeah. No, like he stepped up really, really well. But yeah, it's just a kid. Yeah, he's just a kid. Like it's inter- it's just like you don't think about it that much during the action. But like. Now, yeah, they are just little kids. So, but then on the next page, we have the flashiest man alive, Uzui, show up with his harem, the brick house, as you do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, his wives are definitely uh, pretty uh, hyper here. Like one of them straight up goes and hugs Nezuko, and then the other one like hits her while covering Nezuko's eyes. And then, like, complains to Uzui about it. He's just like, nope, didn't see that. Not gonna bother with No, it. no, not dealing with this crap. <laughs> yeah. So Uzui and his wives are continuing to have wild times, even when they aren't killing demons. It's, it's nice to see him there. Like, yes, he was a retired Hashira, but technically he's a surviving Hashira in a sense. So it's kind of nice to see him there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, pick up from there, and uh, good old uh, Daddy Rengoku decides to come visit. Yeah, and Shinjiro and Shinjiro, yeah. Yep, Shinjiro and Shinjiro show up. So we got a, we got a party going on here, and he's commenting how he's glad that uh, Tandro used uh, Kyodro's uh, uh, sword guard uh, in battle, and he said that he would have been very pleased if that had been the case. And that just, like, hit me right in the heart. I'm just like, oh, man. Ow! But also, yes, getting to see him calm down a bit. But Tondra being good boy Tondra is just like, yeah, don't worry about it. His sword gave me strength. And I'm thankful for that. And then Zen complains that it's too noisy because Zenitsu is, is Zenitsu. Who's then also screams some more because we have some more visitors from the Sword Village. And a whole bunch of more uh, of the support staff. And just this room is getting way too crowded. And then Inosuke decides to go steal some food because you're Inosuke. (laughs) I love Tanjiro's eyes, the googly eyes. (laughs) Oh, man, man, I didn't even know. And the big smile he has, like, again, this is a you could tell this is like a thing that happens every day. And he's just gotten used to it. And we've got a small army of Kakushi in there going, hi! And he's just like, um, yes, hi. And Zenitsu is being Zenitsu, screaming his head off, because, you know, it's what, it's what you do when you're Zenitsu. But, uh, yeah, as mentioned, Inosuke decides, I'm gonna steal a bunch of food because I'm hungry! And Hawaii just kind of yells at him, just like, stop stealing food! You know what, fine, here, I'll, I'll put this plate out, you can take food off of this plate anytime, but stop stealing food, you jerk! And the smile he has on his page is the most precious thing of this chapter. I, I think we can all agree. 
Oh, and yeah. that's when the Oi uh, Inosuke ships intensified. <laughs> yep. I didn't even, well, I guess I could kind of see it as a thing, but like it, it, I didn't even really think about they had that much interaction for it to be a shift. But then again, ships can appear out of nowhere. <laughs> it's learned. like those Naruto ships that happen because the characters would like interact like once with each other. They interacted <laughs> nicely with each other. I ship it. Therefore, they must have children in Boruto. <laughs> well, you know, if we want to do some more shipping, we've got two awesome people who are, ha- are blind in one eye together being friendly with each other. So we could ship that, too. Because we got... Uh, yeah, yeah we've got, we got Canal um, looking at a tree. Um, and uh, apparently it was planted and named Victory. And she wanted to tell it that, hey, we did it! And Tantra's like, you know, Tantra's like, hey, awesome! He asks about her eye, you know, despite the fact that he also has a blind eye. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, doesn't hurt. Apparently, uh, Sonami gave her the uh, snake that was open eyes. Um, yeah, it's a very me. smart snake, and it needs someone to take care of it, so. No, that got me a little, a little emotional. Yeah... This whole I mean, chapter was just meant to make you emotional, but yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's a wrap up after going through like the gauntlet. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, everybody's here. We, we were surviving. Here's reminders of everyone who died. Gotenge just like drew up a master grid and it's like, huh? How do I make all my fans cry as much as possible this week? I mean, real talk. In my long read, I had several tear obsessions during reading all of this madness. It gets really hardcore at certain points. That's why it took six hours. Yeah. And my personal favorite right here is Sonami and Nezuko. And Nezuko being Nezuko and being like, hey, how, how are your injuries okay? He's like, yes. And he's like, That's great. And he's like, uh, sorry, but I, I was unconscious when stuff went crazy. He's like, yeah, that's okay. I was asleep for two years. It's fine. I love to sleep. To sleep. <laughs> I love to sleep. Because then I don't get hungry. No, the flashbacks! And you see a real smile out of Sonami. What the hell is that crap? That's when you know the series is over. When Sonami freaking smiles, it's not creepy. Yeah, what is this smile? Like, I, it, it is creepy, though, because I'm not used to seeing this from him. <laughs> no. He's acting like a normal <laughs> it's, human it's, it's, being. It's creepy in the same way that the boss in uh, Agretzko is creepy when he's not being a jerk. It's like, what it's happened to you? Well, you're not being normal. It's nice, but I'm confused. And he's just Come like, on, I, And of course, Zanatsu continues to be Zanatsu going, what was he doing? Hitting on my life? How dare he? So the one, I, I do have to go back for a second. I mean, we've yeah, already no, talked no. about, we've already talked about how adorable Nezuko, like, how does she do this? <laughs> like, it, I it's just the Commodo the magic. It's, it's, it's the good boy and good girls of the Commodos. It, I, I I suppose so. I just like the fact that it's not even that she's really being cute, but it's just this thing where she's just she's she's reassuring him by just saying, "Yeah, we're just." She's just the, like I guess that's where she and Tanjiro get it, where they just operate on the whole, whole different level. Because she's just like he's just like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I was unconscious when everything went crazy," and she's like, "Yeah, sleeping's fun though." I was asleep <laughs> for two years. My brother was asleep for a month. I mean, it's, everybody sleeps. You don't have to worry about it. 
<laughs> I just I just found that response for her like out of all the things she could have said yeah that's what she said <laughs> and I mean it's just it's it's beyond cute it's just it's got this level of just like uh, it reminds me how it's like Tanjiro would be in like a in in like a situation and his mind would go all over the place <laughs> like he'd be fighting and be like oh man I hope I turned the oven off do that this morning i don't know like he'll and it's not a thing where he's like fighting and he's like got the upper hand so he's just bored he's literally at the verge of death and he's thinking about did i I leave that off and on yeah did i did i I remember to walk the dog god (laughs) i don't know and like oh there's that guy's sword it's coming towards my head but one one sec buddy one sec i I really need to make sure i I lock my he door. He leaves the Luzon fight to go turn <laughs> off his office. Did I lock Nezuko's door? Okay, I locked my door, but did I lock, did I lock Nezuko's doors? <laughs> so it, it's just, it's just, and I just, it, maybe it is Power like of laser. A wandering mind. It, maybe it's like Laser said, it's the Commodore magic. It's just, they just have, they're just kind of like, I mean, at least Nezuko was kind of on topic, but, but like, it, it's just funny how she relates they're sleeping to his sleeping when he's seriously trying to apologize for this catastrophic thing that happened. She's like, nah, everybody likes to sleep. You're good. <laughs> now we need a spinoff series where it's just all the characters sleeping. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this character takes while sleeping. <laughs> you know, you know, the breathing, but it's, instead of regular breathing, it's sleep breathing. Sleep <laughs> breathing. <laughs> I guess that would have been Mexico's breathing skill. Yeah, that would make sense. (laughs) First form. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, laser. Sorry. No, it's fine. (laughs) But yeah, go 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 ahead and go ahead and take us back. (laughs) Yeah, see now why she married Zenitsu. (laughs) (laughs) Married? No. Oh. Literally the only explanation. So we, we get everybody meeting back up. We've got Gyu, Rokutaki. We got uh, Nezuko Tanjiro meeting up with them. Zenitsu and Inosuke, and they're going to the graves, and they're leaving flowers on everyone's graves for all the people we lost in the great battle against Galaxy Brain Luzon. And they have there's a lot of graves to go through, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be here until we do this. And Inosuke's just like, you know what? I got this i'm gonna go crazy it's like that's not how you're supposed to do it and those guy calm yourself down and and then zenitsu loses his crap because you know that's the, the standard that's and they're like okay but you gotta be you know show respect um and then uh and like okay what are you carrying grandfather's remains remains is that a snack <laughs> zenitsu of course loses his top again probably one of our last times seeing that, but you know, it's, it's a thing. But we're um, following that. We're heading back to Tanjiro's place, Tanjiro Nezuko's place, and we get to see some characters we have not seen since like volume one. Oh, Don Saburo! And they're just like, hey, happy hugging and smiling and praying at the graves of the Commodore family, having fun cleaning up, taking a bath, eating, laughing. And then that's a city? What? What could this mean? So one thing I'm wondering here is like, 
Did no one clean up the dead bodies from the house after they left? <laughs> I, I think I, no. I think the implication is that uh, they they're meeting Saburo like near the house, isn't that? Or or is that just the town? Uh, I assume that they got buried, and that's why they were you know praying over the flowers and stuff. Did I mean maybe I'm wrong, but didn't Tanjiro do that before? Oh he yeah, he did. I, I, I thought forgot so. he did bury them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was one thing. They definitely stopped at home before he went off on their journey. Okay, because I was going to say it would be kind of fucked up if he, like, Tanjiro just left all the corpses there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the bodies were just decomposing. It's, <laughs> it's not a health hazard or anything. Come on, that makes perfect it... sense. That's the reason that his family never passed on, and they had to give him hints throughout the story. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the ghost of his family has been helping throughout throughout the entire story. Hopefully, they've gone on to their final rests at this point. Because it's kind of the story's over, the threat is on, over. Guys. People, Come people on. go on to normal lives. Come on, guys, it's Tanjiro. Do you really think, with all the demons that he's prayed for as they fade away, he would just be like, "Yeah, my family's not that important, though." Yeah, no, I'm not, <laughs> not preparing my family. Yeah, I don't know. I, I completely forgot that he went home after. His fight with Gyu. Yeah, he went. He went back. But I mean, I, I can't imagine Tan- even if they didn't explicitly show that. I mean, the way that Tanjiro stopped and like pretty much prayed for every demon that he defeated, I can't imagine him just like being like, "Well, I'm not going to do my family." Even if that wasn't like outright pointed out to us, I I would figure it'd be implicitly kind of it'd be something that's implicit. <laughs> so. But yeah, no, I mean, when we're here, and one thing I'm gonna, I, I want to say is like, I, I don't know, of course, well, not many people probably read the Japanese versions, but um, at the end of in Jump, in for any Jump manga, not just um, Demon Slayer, they usually have a little bit of text, splash text at the end, and generally speaking, they're not very important. They usually just say, "Oh, what is Tanjiro? The blade draws closer to Tanjiro, or something like that." But I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like with these last two chapters, that text kind of, even if it is just meaningless advertisements or to hype you up, I just feel like they add a bit of character that just not having them has. And don't get me wrong, I totally understand why they're not this version of Jump. They don't. They're usually not relevant. <laughs> or they're usually, or they're advertisements that you can't get outside Japan anyway. So that, so I totally get it. I'm not trying to shit on Viz or say, hey, they're they're censoring it. You know, no, I I totally understand it. But I just kind of like I like having it there because I think the one on this chapter was just kind of like, and now we go to the present, you know, and then it does a little advertisement about the next chapter is the last one. You know, extra pages. Look forward to it. I just feel like I don't know. It just gives this character to it that I, it feels lacking in with you know English Jump not having it. But I get why. Yeah, I get what you. Mean. It's sort of just like a little hint that like okay, here's the direction now we're pointing towards. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can see where you're coming from, but on the flip side of it, we have a giant cityscape. It's pretty clear we've time jumped. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. I'm not well. I'm not saying it as much as like well, I'm confused. Where did the city come from? I, I just meant it in the sense of like atmosphere less I so get you. Than i get you and i yeah. actually know what you're talking about because i i used to have the the uh english print shonen jump and they did that sort of thing okay so oh, wow. so i, I understand what you mean yeah no i totally forgot they did that 
So yeah, no, it, it's just more of an effect atmosphere type of thing than I'm like actually complaining about it. Because then the next one, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I read, you know, I read a lot of manga in Japanese, so I'm used to that text being at the end. So like, I'm just used to it. And then going to reading manga in English where in the vault like this weekly where it's not there, it just feels, it just feels like something's missing. But this is just me. Don't don't be me. Don't be a Sakaki unless you want to read all the amazing series that aren't licensed. And, you know, spend a bunch of money on manga that, and get in so inundated that you're, like, reading basically nothing because you're just torn in, like, several different directions. <laughs> so, so, like, yeah, don't be me. It's not fun. I mean, that's me with streaming anyway. I've got so much I could watch and I end up watching, like, almost nothing. Yeah, that, that, that's that's my life. <laughs> But okay, I guess we're going to the next one, unless somebody else has anything else they want to add. Oh, uh, I wanted to say one thing. Sure. Just because, like, I felt like I had to step up and defend my boy Sodomy after you guys called his smile very creepy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't actually creepy. I actually specifically said a not creepy smile. It's a oh, little okay, okay. weird, but it's not, it's not creepy. It's, like, legitimately genuine. It's just very unusual for him. I, I'm going to stand behind by what I said and say it's creepy. But Marion, go ahead, defend your boy. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. All right, let me yeah. let me prove Sakaki wrong. Just, uh, <laughs> like just the I think the juxtaposition specifically with like oh Nezuko like and then like just seeing Genya like oh I love to sleep because then I don't get hungry and it's like that's literally the exact reason that Nezuko also slept. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> but also like oh man. Like that's like that's a gut punch for, him. and I think like the fact that he has like so many scars and like we know that it's he's such a like a rough and tough kind of guy and like the he's all scarred up is because of the fact that Britley like lures demons with like his blood and shit. Um, like now he doesn't have to do that anymore. Now he can live like a normal life, and it's all because of her, like the same person that that he like, wants stabbed. <laughs> yeah. And, like, now he sees, oh, like, okay. the figure of, like, his little sibling who passed away in her. And that's just, like, it's like a cherry on top for the character. Like, I just, I wanted to take a minute to point that out. Okay. It makes, like, his his smile is, like, masking his set. Damn, that's kind of bad. <laughs> this is what Marion does. He makes us feel bad about our opinions. <laughs> No, no, I, that's I, why I I'm what... always right. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I mean, no, no, you, you gotta own it. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I, I mean, I was mostly being just just messing around. It, 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 it's like Laser said, it's just unusual to see him like that. Like, we've gone through oh, totally. 204, 204 chapters where he's like, the only smile he's had is a slasher one, and now we get this this one. It's just, whoa, where did that come from? Were you able, always able to do that? <laughs> it's so... But yeah, no, I like that reasoning, though. That it's just kind of like, now, you know, you can chill, you can relax, and it's because of her, you know? I'm totally looking forward to hearing Seki Tomokazu uh, voice that if this gets adapted. Just because, like, he has such a good voice, and then, like, hearing him when he's, like, really calm, as opposed to, like, over the top. Like, I don't get me wrong, like, I love uh, when he's, like, really passionate over the top and stuff, and that's what makes Sonami really good. But then, like, when you get that same kind of character act very reserved uh, in like a performance, like that's that that hits the spot. It does. No, it does. I'm actually looking forward to hearing Seki Tomokazu do this too. 
And also, we had both the Sekis in this, and I kind of love that. <laughs> we had a good for Seki real. and a bad Seki. <laughs> for, for, for people that aren't into the Seiyu life, it's we uh, Seki Tomokazu is Sanami, as we just said, and then we have um, Toshihiko Seki as Muzan. So, AKA, imagine Muzan voiced by Iruka from Nark. <laughs> Oh my God. Personally, I just can't wait to hear uh, Kaiji Tang do the dub, but that's me. Because, oh my gosh, she did amazing in the anime and uh, for so far. So hearing him get to this point will also be interesting for me. Oh, hell yeah. I still I'm need to watch the... the dub. <laughs> you need once to the... fix that, sir. Once the Blu-rays come out, like I'm, I, I pre-ordered already, so I already got my dub watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I... I... Did I'm you wait, pre-order wait. the uh, fun Anaplex prices or the Funimation prices? Uh, so I was lucky enough to save some, so I, I'll, I'll splurge on the premium just because. But uh, I was ready. I was ready to like jump immediately on the Funimation. But I, I was really lucky. I had enough left over. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I actually did try to get the Funimation one, but they're not taking pre-orders for that yet. So uh, I'm waiting. Yeah. No, I can understand that. I mean, yeah. if I could afford the, that ridiculously crazy set, I'd totally get it. And it bothers me significantly less because there's a regular price release coming. Yeah, yeah. it's always great to have options. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I, I, as it is now, like, I think you've all heard me complain about Anaplex before. But as it is now, it's like, oh, okay. Thank you, Funimation, for saving our wallets. And now I can spend more money on manga. Yes. Thank you, Sony. Thank you, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sony, for buying both companies and and uh, smacking Anaplex around and being like, no, do this. Don't be stupid. Okay, we're, we're going to have to pass go, though, guys. <laughs> if we ever want that sweet, sweet sponsorship. Yeah, we... <laughs> okay, uh, so anybody else have anything else to say? I mean, nah, I think we should uh, move on to the final chapter. Alright, well, let's wipe our it's tears and get going. Chapter. <laughs> The final showdown. Well, wait, that already happened. <laughs> so, all right, I'm taking us into chapter 205, the final one. Um, the chapter begins with another color page. You can tell Demon Slayer was a big deal for Chump. Two color pages, two chapters in a row. And we have a kid, you know, he's trying to wake up his brother. He's like, hey, we're going to be late. You need to get up. I've said the same thing 25 times now. Need to get up and like his brother. And this is Hanata Kamado, who looks very similar. Hmm. Not trying to sh- start any ships, but this kid looks very similar to Canal if she were a dude. But we're, we're gonna shelve that for later. Anyway, he's talking to his brother Sumihiko, who looks very much like a Tantra with shorter hair. And Sumihiko it's is Tantra Jr. or more Tantra <laughs> the 35th at this point, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say is you gotta add a couple more to that. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, Sumihiko, which is interesting because Tan, the Tan and Tanjiro men, crap, I'm blanking. But basically, Tanjiro's name and Sumihiko's name both have sort of the same meaning. I think it's like charcoal. Charcoal. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, they're both their names both have the charcoal or both mean charcoal in Japanese. So. There you go. There's the same, another uh, connection. The same, same character uh, from for the his predecessor. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, and I should say that I had the experience of being able to read this chapter in Japanese, so I don't remember a lot of it, but I, I did read it. So that's something I found interesting. 
But yeah, um, Kanata is like, you know, get up. And I've said this 25 times. And Smiko's like, I am up. And he's clearly not. <laughs> and uh, Kanata's like, no, you're not. And you're the ugliest sleeper I've ever. I, I love that line. <laughs> you're the <laughs> ugliest sleeper I've ever seen. <laughs> the, I read the Japanese line being basically like, don't lie to my face. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but like, I, I like the adaption. That that this line is way funnier. And then we get like a two page spread of basically the Demon Slayer kids. You know, we have. I think um, you mean in a Tukakuen, uh, Demon Slayer Academy. Oh my god. No, Demon Slayer Academy. Okay. Thank you. Demon, Demon Slayer, Slayer Academy. Academy. It's kind of sad that Inosuke's descendants just in the distance. I don't I like know that. you people. <laughs> I'm alone. Alas. <laughs> It, well, that's what Inosuke's in, uh, uh, descendant wants. He he's definitely that kid that's just like the music's too loud. My feet hurt. <laughs> I want to go, <laughs> go back to my flowers. Where's my dad? <laughs> Where's my dad coming to pick me up? That that's Inosuke's kid. Food <laughs> already, so I can go hit my head against the tree. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we got chapter two hundred five, which is life shining across the years, which I really like that title. And yeah, it's uh, all of the Demon Slayer Academy. We got uh, we got what's clearly um, um, Zenitsu's kid, who's really tall now that I'm looking at him. Oh, 15, 17, it dep- um, 15, 16, and 17. We, 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 we've got the teenage years of the Demon Slayer kids. Yeah. And now we're in more modern day to- Tokyo. We're coming out of the color page. And we get Yoshiteru Agatsuma. 17 years old, and they're like, they beat the demon balls, and, like, you would think he's reading a manga, but he's actually reading the the legend of Zenitsu. <laughs> he, he is absolutely the insert for the audience, though, because we're all totally him at, at the conclusion of that battle, though. Holy crap. And he's, like, in tears and everything like that. He's like, and it's like, let me point out something. It's not, like, a leather-bound book. It's, like, a scroll. Yeah. It's, like, old-fashioned, like, book. Like, oh yeah, this, no, this is probably the survivors. Like shortly thereafter. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if it is like a kind of inflated version. Considering it's literally called the Legend of Zenitsu prop, and the great Zenitsu <laughs> killed them all. Zenitsu one-shotted Musan. <laughs> well, to be fair, his son is like they beat the demon boss, not True. my granddad did. <laughs> my great 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 granddad did. And then you're reading that, oh, great-grandfather, novel of lies. <laughs> I love that right after that we get this proven. And, and, I, and it's his sister who kicks his back, and she's like, are you reading Grandpa's Lies again? And I like that he just asked, did you just kick me back? <laughs> like, not even, I mean, we get an owl, but he, like, specifically asked that. And then we get Toko Agatsuma, who's 18. And, and like, she's clearly, she's clearly, um... She's clearly got uh, Nezuko, but she's even got the same, the same kind of like straightforward personality. She's like, I, I, we're supposed to be studying, and your grades are the worst, and you're still reading Legend of Grandpa's Lies. <laughs> and then, like, her brother's like, but they were cool. They were still lies in battle. And then I like that they're just going back and forth. She's like, you could be cool too if you pick up a book other than this one. <laughs> And then, like you know, her his brothers complain. Her brothers complain, like, "Why can't you sing quiet like all the other women in our family?" <laughs> wow, Zenitsu, 
<laughs> Yoshiteru. Yeah, right. Yoshiteru. Come on, man. Let's 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 let's. We're in modern day Tokyo. Sinisu descendant has taken the simp ways and involved them into incel ways. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> What's this? He's evolving. Laser <laughs> <laughs> no. no. He reads Shield Hero in his free time. No. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> no, the fire! There's that's flame breathing. People are master flame breathing since our last recording. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and then he asks you reincarnation, and then she was like, "I, I like this." She just it's the whole pop team epic. You mad? Are you mad? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like? Are you mad? <laughs> yeah, he's a. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I believe everyone got reincarnated. And she ignores him. <laughs> but yeah, no, he does. He does. I mean, in a moment of candor, he is like, yeah, I believe everybody who fought then was reincarnated into a happier life. And then, yeah, she's just, she basically is just like, yeah, okay, sure. She's reading about, um, Uzui's, um, reincarnation or, you know, his offspring. Descendants. It, it kind of both, really. I mean, he had enough lives to reproduce. Yeah. Please. So. So, I mean, that that is kind of a thing in this chapter is like you got obviously some of these characters didn't reproduce, so they are reincarnated. And I, and I do kind of like that magic realism. You have some characters who lived and they're therefore reproduced and these are their descendants. And you have other characters who obviously died, so there's no way they could have a family line now. So those are the reincarnations. I do like that um, Gate played with that a little bit. If Spoilers, but yeah. I mean, you pretty much, again, as we've said on the show several times, we really hope you're not you're not listening to the show for your Demon Slayer source and not reading the chapters first. Yeah, we also you hope that probably you're not, read before listening. That would be a good idea. We also hope that you're not reading and like on, on your phone and walking at the same time, uh, just so you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the manga explicitly says, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, there's actually a, there's actually a disclaimer to that right here under the panel. Toko's not listening though; she's only yeah, listening. Well, that's because Toko doesn't read. She doesn't read the legend. She doesn't read the manga. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. To be fair, she just couldn't hear it. She just can't hear or see anything over Uzui's overwhelming. So, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, and she he's doesn't totally because she has. She doesn't read because she has no thought. Pet him. <laughs> 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 Goddamn. I mean, like, yeah, you know, she's, and I like that, like, even in this era, Uzui's, like, he's a, he's, like, uh, he's still he's, fabulous. He, he's still fabulous, yeah, basically. He's the hot I mean, boy he's superstar. Still, he's flipping people off and wearing fashion, and, like, you know, her bro's like, he's a punk. It's like, I like that her response is like, he, he had, they had a con. Clearly, it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's their fault. I guess good people can get away with anything. Yeah, they can. And then, like, they're totally siblings, so she just snatches her phone and is like, whoa, did you see this? And she's like, get your own phone! <laughs> and then we, we got, we get, we get Inosuke's uh, descendant, Aoba Hashi, Hashibira, which has a very feminine-sounding name, and then Zara bot- Botanist, which I kind of like that they go with this joke with the Thera. Because <laughs> for me, I'm like, huh, wait, what? Uh, that's interesting. They're usually, they usually do but at least with Demon Slayer, it's been pretty defined. But then going with their hero, I was like, okay, cool, cool. You know, Hashiba, and 
of course, with the whole thing with it, the joke with Inosuke's and descendant being a botanist of all things, <laughs> <laughs> and not it, it's also not lost on me. And they discovered a new spider, blue spider lily, which another thing. I, I, all yeah, these find out one so I can't find the damn thing. <laughs> all these callbacks, they're amazing. Who's on get fuck? Yeah, see, I thought this was going to be I, at the time that this came out. I, I really, you could probably back this up because you saw me do it. I'm like, it's going to be in like China or something like out of his reach. No, it just doesn't bloom. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it's like the descendant of the stupidest character in Demon Slayer was who found it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And and they like you know the news reports talk about how it was all withered and everybody can't under intense criticism. And then, like, you know, Zenitsu 2.0 is, like, or, well, 5.0? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, he's like, they shouldn't be so mean. <laughs> Zenitsu the sixth. <laughs> he's like, they shouldn't be so mean to a delicate girl. He's like, don't let the man he commits seppuku for leading me on. And then she was like, and then I, I like that she points out, you're just like a dad. So the dad is the dad is probably the, like this era. There there must be a Zenitsu in every era, and oh boy. he's being groomed to take over his dad's spot at some point. Imagine living in that neighborhood. Constant screaming every day. <laughs> <laughs> I I imagine there were plenty neighbor complaints. Probably, and then we get two twins. So I'm pretty sure those are supposed to be like uh. The reincarnations of Muichiro and uh, his twin brother. Ah, okay. That's what I was yeah, thinking. I was trying to figure out who I was trying to figure out who they were. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I was like, hmm, okay. Because the the baby blanket has like the cloud design. Oh, you're right. Oh, well, they have like, then, the same kind of bang. This is true. So once again, like current, you know, current Zenitsu gets <laughs> gets Gota Gay just. Um, Basically, it takes everything away from him because those those two kids are probably dudes. Then, so anyway, we go to the next page and we see um, we see the the, the butterfly sisters have also been re- reincarnated from Seki Sekirei Women's Academy. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about if there was like some kind of reference there that I'm missing. But I don't think so. Anyway, yeah, we got um, Shinobu and her sister, and then Kanata is back again, and Toko's. Toko's head over heels for him, which is something I I didn't point out on the color page. Is they're holding hands. So oh yeah, that's right. That, that, that's something I meant to point out, but I didn't. But yeah, so they're I I don't know if they are an item or that's the thing. That's I feel going like on with they them. probably are, and I I okay. think that's why like for me this is like yeah they're descendants, but I feel like they're also they look like because like um like like we saw from like their attitudes already that Nezuko and Zenith obvious uh their personalities kind of lashed on and it would it would be less weird uh i would say like less weird like less uh i guess incesty if it's like <laughs> just think of think of it directly as like oh this is a, 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 but like this is like kano being reincarnated and now <laughs> she's back for the other half of the tundra or the oh comedy <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> no uh, i'm, I'm down with this I'm down with this headcanon. I'm down with it. <laughs> now I was like, I can only have one unless... <laughs> unless. <laughs> I can reincarnate, and then I can do both! <laughs> it's really funny. It's, it's, actually, 
I feel like it's actually so, really hilarious because of the fact that like, oh, Zenitsu was so intense on Nezuko, and like now he's reincarnated, and now Nezuko's his sister, and oh, <laughs> can't, can't be nasty to Nezuko and now it's anymore. like, uh, don't know about that. <laughs> now he's like, I got Nezuko, but now I feel like she's now I now she realizes I'm the worst, and I <laughs> so <laughs> the karma exactly. I mean, like, Kanata's commenting on what she looks like, and, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're clearly a thing. And, then, like, um, I like that I haven't called this kid by his name for the whole chapter, but might as well keep going. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's sister, and Kanata are talking. He's like, I know how to make purses, so watch out. And then, like, <laughs> you got, I, li- I like that, like, Toko's, like, word bubble. She says, what? But it's, like, got this dark aura around it, and he's like, I'm sorry. Nutty. <laughs> uh, uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Sumi must say. Anyway, um, then Sumi, like, and also, Nata just, like, gave up on his bro. Like, she asked, where's Sumi Hiko? Yeah, He's asleep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not wasting my education. I'll get school whenever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I school and no fooling. Uh, and he'll, he'll learn something. Either he'll learn to get up on time. That's what he's going to learn. but yeah they're walking to school and then we get a little we they pass by daycare and one of the the one of the daycare workers there is clearly um gyome gyome yeah it's it's clearly gyome god that hit me right in the feels yeah like after everything he went through with the children i'm glad he's getting a second chance here and this is another one where it's like it's a reincarnation more so than a like the offspring and then, like, um, you know, Zenitsu the Fifth is like, whoa, that guy's huge. And then Dude, we, we get... that pink apron. <laughs> Come on, Zenitsu, it's it's twenty thirty. Get on with the program. <laughs> and then we get Obanai and Mitsuri, clearly them. And then they're running a diner, which is just the cutest thing ever. Oh, oh God, so I love that. <laughs> they're running a diner together. Uh, like if there's nothing else in this world, there's nothing else in this chapter that I like. That I love this. Also, Jesus, those portions are huge. Yes, and the of course giant, they are. and the snake decor. I mean, it like, is it, nice to see that they found their way in a reincarnation because, yeah. God, that was painful watching them go the way they went. Yeah, really. But yeah, like um, they uh, Toko wants to go to the diner and go there again. You no, know, the lady that works there with the big chest. <laughs> I like that that's how he remembers her <laughs> but anyway her husband threw a knife and I like that we get that confirmation they're not working there as dating no they're married <laughs> her husband threw a knife at me because Yoshiteru wouldn't stop staring at her chest and the expression Toko's that face. Toko has here she has like the gag manga expression where something just completely batshits going on <laughs> I love it she's like that expression just screams to, to me like, you're dead to me. <laughs> and then she turns around, she's like, you're dead to me because I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then, like, he's, like, stuttering over, so that's not true. That in it true. It's a false accusation. It's such a Minetta voice. <laughs> and then finally, um, we get back to Sumihiko, and Sumihiko's like, why didn't anybody wake me up? <laughs> uh, they did, sir. They did. <laughs> But then, like, we get the best part of the chapter where Sumihiko goes full Spider-Verse and just... Yes! Yes! <laughs> that was literally what I wanted to say. 
Miles I mean, Morales yeah, like basically. <laughs> that's I, I mean, my, my, because I'm old, my thought was Project Aka, but that's me. <laughs> okay, that's you know, good, that's too. too. That's valid, too. That is. But no, my first thought was Spider-Verse, only because I was talking about, like, Marvel movies with my friends. <laughs> so, like, right before I read this chapter, I was like, oh, just went full Miles Morales on this, and I love it. And of course, like, Gotagate away, like, even though it was the final chapter, you could forgive Gotagate for being just taking shortcuts. I'm, almost, I'm at the finish line, but no. Like, when he jumps over, like, the railing, she, like, draws the body in motion. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. amazing. I mean, they, it, it's great. And then, like, I love that the one thing here, too, is that Sumihiko's, like, he overslept, but he's still like, I want perfect attendance. Like, sir, don't <laughs> oversleep, then. <laughs> Like, I gotta get to school, though. Like, I, I don't even want to learn anything. I just want to be there every day. Learning is anyway, hard. It, it really is, but, like, getting up is harder. If you don't have That's Folgers. true. Getting up <laughs> is actually very difficult. There is no best part of waking up without Folgers. But anyway, um... Yeah, oh, uh, we just get, like, a, uh, more sequences of him, uh, Sumihiko just doing like, parkour and stuff. Uh, this is so totally Miles Morales, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, it is! I, I love it! He just needs like a little like a sticker with like tags on them to stick them on the walls. Yeah. yeah, um I I really like that panel on the bottom where it's just like the building is slanted and you know, him like maneuvering down just because like the the path that body takes is what leads you naturally. And yeah, like uh he keeps on going. He ends up at like this uh mansion where you see these two old men who are obviously uh Urokodaki and Zenitsu's master. <laughs> playing shogi and like, oh. and, and he's like, that hooligan sorry sorry coming through and they're like what's with you every morning like that hooligan i love the fact that like they pass by and like we hear the tv that's like right at the, the door and it's like this is zubayashi who has set a world record as the longest living japanese person ever and this is implied to be curious the little kid yes who is not so who's Little but not so young anymore. God, it's true. I love. And I like. I love. Up until now, we still don't get to see Rodaki, Rokodaki's face. Like he's facing yeah, he's, away. He's looking away. So we still don't see it. <laughs> yeah. So, so sorry, people. If you're expecting to see what he looked like on the final chapter, nope. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's home improvement all over again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, am I wrong? That one neighbor. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely the neighbor. Like, they follow up and like, oh, I'm gonna come over. Oh, I'm gonna cut the fence up to my face. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> Sumihiko keeps running, and he passes by Haganezuka Maiden, so we know that his descendant is back, and just like a mechanic, or something like that. Oh, like, you know, I, I almost wish he came running out and charging. I'm like, you destroyed my engine. I'm gonna kill you. But no, no, nothing like that. Yeah, and then like we see, uh, I guess like reincarnations or like they look like a uh, Sumi, uh, Teruko or not Teruko, the, the, the Sumiko, and I can't remember the other ones. I'm really bad at these three's names, but the the three girls at the uh, butterfly mansion. Yeah, yeah my three daughters. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I didn't name them their their mother name, uh, <laughs> but uh, that that was that was a cute touch. I I, I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I was like, oh, look, it's the running guy. 
and then uh possibly possibly my favorite of the of the cameo is like you see like a cop car waiting at the, <laughs> at, the at the corner it's like yeah we'll keep watch and then like this guy's like the shit out of his ring wheel <laughs> and, and the movie was like uh oh it's a patrol car it should stop but oh, parkour's over that shit and like, sorry <laughs> and then the, we see Kenya and uh they have been reincarnated as policemen, or even potentially even descended because Sonami survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we get that nice mix of reincarnation and descended, which that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that must be the one we got seven reports of for a moment. I thought we we ran them over, and it's like I love it so much. After like having like uh, a Sonami that's like really, I would I would say a hashtag rare Sonami. Uh, and stuff. Now we have we're back to back to the what's it called back to the he's back to normal yeah back to the status quo hey, exactly like the, you got an S cl- you got an S rare card now you just got a B yes and uh, so like now they're gonna be after him oh am, am I gonna make it in time I, he's just Sumihiko's just messing with the toast from like just biting the toast uh, as he's like running around then he passes by these kids uh. One of them is the uh, Geech, who obviously, uh, and then well, looks like reincarnations of Sabito and Mo, and they're it looks like they were playing like one of those like capsule machines, and like they all got like these little masks. Um, they look very little... familiar. Yeah, and it's actually the the, the flower one. Um, and she's like a little upset because flowers ran out, but both of them like immediately were like, "Oh, you can have ours," and then that that was really cute. That yeah. like that made me really happy to see them like united again. Yeah. Then, uh, uh, next we go to see the the school gate, uh, and there's this one kid who's just like, as everyone is just like uh, talking amongst themselves, he's looking at his phone, and <laughs> another message: Do not walk and use your phone at the same time. And once again, we want to make sure you realize this. And then uh, he's, he's a like, lot of people probably it. reading jump on their phone. So yeah, <laughs> preaching to the choir there. <laughs> he's uh he's looking at his smartphone and it's like uh looks like Tamayo except she's wearing like modern clothes and then this one kid uh comes up to his friend and he's like Goto is that your girlfriend and the guy's like whoa and uh he's like no 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 that's just uh and then uh Yoshiteru goes those are paintings like this looks way creepier <laughs> like it does <laughs> it's like what do you wh- why are you looking creepy sir I know everything about them <laughs> I know everything about pretty. It's a part of my evil plan. God. <laughs> and then he like he info dumps us like there's a mysterious artist named Yushiro Yamamoto. And okay, wait. So Yamamoto, that's such a that's such a like a smart surname because like Yama is like mountain and Moto is like tree, but it uh it can also mean like uh like root or like inside. So like someone like yeah. living in the mountains. So like, he's like hiding away, obviously. Um, that's where like he's painting all these. Uh, I thought that was that was very, very deaf. Um, well, he took Tondro's advice. He didn't die. Yeah, and he kept Tamiya's memory alive. It's um, true. Theoretically, the only thing he painted is, is Tamiya. Yeah, I mean, he kept her memory alive in probably one of the creepiest ways possible. But I mean, I respect it. <laughs> I respect. I feel it. like yeah. It, it's it's a little creepy, but at the same time, like he's just uh, 
it's not coming from a bad place. I understand. That. I mean, honestly, it's kind of yeah. sweet. Yeah, 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 I feel I like get... I feel like it's more productive than like, uh, I don't know, than than just like you're pining for her like in secret or whatever. I mean, at least he, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. It's it, he's doing something with it. Like he is. Uh, not verbally, but he is passing down her memory in some way that, yeah. you know, other people can see who she is. I mean, maybe they don't know who she is exactly, but they can see what, you know, that this is. I, I mean, the, the name and the image have been passed down. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure. If you tried to tell the story, who's going to believe you? Literally. They could say, yeah. you know, pictures worth a thousand words. A thousand pictures. Math. <laughs> Although, like Marion, <laughs> now at first it, you gotta love. I mean, I'm not to cover this. I'll let you finish, but <laughs> but you gotta <laughs> you gotta love how it's <clears throat> with everything with Yushiro. I mean, this obviously is Yushiro. It starts off kind of like, oh, okay, that's. I mean, yeah. Whether you think it's creepy or not, it's still sweet in the way that he's, you know, painting Tomio. But then it starts all sweet. But then. Like two panels later, <laughs> he's shooting people. <laughs> Get off my property! Yeah, I mean, one like, of those guys is like sovereign citizen Yushiro. <laughs> I was standing my ground. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> like Yushiro is always going to be Yushiro. That's just that's just the kind of guy he is. <laughs> He's uh, he's gonna be Sundere and now he's armed Sundere. So. Oh <laughs> but yeah, as we as we've all stole the thunder here, yes, like you know, their paintings and like Yushiro pretty much shoots anybody that's on tries to talk to him about Tommy Hill. So <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Imagine Yushiro with a fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I need that I need like that one mem that's been going around. Twitter like Demon Slayer and it's a thick ass book Demon Slayer when Yushiro with a gun anyone anyone listening to this right now I have the perfect idea for you uh, so there's the there's the Looney Tunes cartoon um, Mark Anthony and Pussycat the one with like or Pussyfoot the one with like the little tiny kitten and the big bulldog or whatever that he's like holding in like his palm or whatever so you have to draw uh, Yushiro as Mark Anthony Holding Kakyoing in his hand. Oh as my god. A kitten, and on his other hand, he's holding a gun. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> it draws itself. It draws itself. You heard it. If you guys. don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the, the cartoon is on for. Let's look up the Looney Tunes thing on Boomerang. All right. Yeah, you heard everybody. We're, we're advertising now, and we did Aniplex and Funimation, so this is the makeup for that show we lost. <laughs> Everyone is sponsoring the Demon Slayer podcast. Exactly. We're, we're not sellouts. We're, we're just opportunists. <laughs> we are. <laughs> but anyway, Marion, I'm sorry to take you off target. But... All good. Uh, and now, after spouting his uh, immense, uh, immense woman brain uh, when it comes to knowledge of all women, Joji uh, Star is like, Yeah, my first love was called Tamayo with dark blue flowers. And he has like this this smug ass expression. Apparently, he really likes those pictures. I mean, between that and the creepy look, it's, it's starting to paint a picture about him. Don't tell us what he does with like... them alone. <laughs> uh, 
God. Like, <laughs> as he's like walking away, and these two kids are like, "Who is that?" Some random guy just talked to us about it. It's best you don't know, children. God. Yeah, just just leave that one alone. <laughs> and then, and probably what's my uh, my next favorite panel sequence is like we get a far shot of Sumihiko running with like the action lines uh, surrounding it, and then zoom in. We're getting closer, and then boom, right below, it's uh, Tojiro, who is uh, testing Sinjiro's. He's also uh, Rengoku, the same like happy, eyes open, very uh, loud guy. Fine morning, isn't it? And like, uh, <laughs> it's so unusual for you to be late. And uh, Tojiro's like, oh, yeah, I started training at 4 a.m. and I got so absorbed, I couldn't okay. hear anything until my dad whacked me. Oh That's rusty, dude. Ha 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 ha. They were just laughing and off listening. He's basically God I forgot his name from Psyche, same voice actor and everything. And now Hiro, they're yeah. in the same time. Hyro, there we go. <laughs> so they're basically the same character now. Before at least they had to, a whole like time different thing going along with them. But now they're but now in the he's same actually th- it, yeah. Now they could actually meet each other. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And uh <laughs> he goes like, Yeah, that's messed up, dude. <laughs> and then uh uh, the cops are like, you high school student, halt! And, uh... Halt the name of law! We're gonna arrest you! Wee, 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 wee. And then, uh... They're just, like, ignoring him. They're like, you should join the Kendo Club, Sumihiko. Or do something else. You, uh, you should do a sport, because you're so athletic. And then, uh, I love that, uh... Sumihiko's like, no, wait. And then, like, I feel like... Alright, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut in and say, like, I love this so much because of the fact that, like, Nezuko is the one who loves sleeping, and, like, now... Uh, we were talking specifically when we did like 203 that like Tanjiro was so tired and he's just he has been through so much and we just need to let him rest and here he is reincarnated and he just wants to fucking (laughs) just let him sleep let our boy rest so 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 tired it it carried through several generations (laughs) literally (laughs) let that boy sleep and then uh yeah Soldier's like, come on, you gotta try something. This is how the cops are like, please stop, you're going too fast. <laughs> the fact that the cops can't, 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 can't uh, keep up in with a car, them. I should point out. <laughs> yeah. Soldier's like, I, I like how once you can't hear anything else, and it's like, oh, I wonder, wonder how how you found that out. The cops are like, stop, you dumb kid. And uh, presumably Ganya is like, hey, you gotta calm down. Your blood pressure's way too high. And then uh, he goes like, ah, I barely compared to you, though. And then uh, the goat, the absolute goat, Murata is back. He's reincarnated. He is the disciplinary teacher who stands in front of the gate like, no, we got to close this door. This kid is always late. We got to we gotta make sure. He- but it's not that late. We got to no, stop this madman. Hurry, got to close. And uh, they're like, oh, I think we'll make it. And then, boom, parkour again. They, they just land. It's like such a dramatic panel. And I, I really like it a lot. It reminds me of the, um, some of the color pages that we see early on with like Inosuke, and like just his feats of athleticism, when when it comes to just like body around and stuff. Uh, that's the kind of action that I really enjoyed the most early about early on about Demon Slayer, crazy body. Yeah, around. yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Like they did, they, they, you know, um, Gosuke. It was actually Marion that pointed this to me one time when I was first reading. Demon Slayer, which is that Kosuke doesn't use two page spreads, but they use one page 
panels like compositions really effectively and this really does is effective yeah. without needing a whole second page there, there's like, like no almost no splash page yeah only the color like, page yeah exactly and I, i've always found that interesting ever, ever since you pointed that out i've never been able to like forget that <laughs> you see principal murata just like seething with anger and it does uh, not know how to handle this his crap. dreams have been ruined and uh, that's probably not helped by the fact that sonami and genya are just like right there <laughs> ready to murder someone <laughs> talk <laughs> and even genya we need to talk uh, and then we have more fun yeah we see alba hashibira uh it's another peaceful day i wish i could leave live alone and i love that so much it's, like, it's, it's Zanosuke, uh blood in him, just like, go to the mountains and live alone and hit your head against trees! Do it, my descendants! I, I just want Alba to do that and then come exactly like he knows. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Find I love, his own warhead. I love just, the, just, the juxtaposition that, like, Inosuke is, like, such a, a Chad who's, like, the perfect living specimen who is above sex and, like, women and, like, caring about, uh, about sex and shit and he's just like and then his descendant is just like a neat who is like a total version is just like no i just want to be a- yeah i love that too but i i just really want an eight goes to the forest and comes back a month later and is in osuke <laughs> i just really want that to happen. he starts wrecking <laughs> the entire lap <laughs> i skinned i skinned and uh i skinned and wore a war mask and Helps me sniff flowers out in the mountain. Oh my god! <laughs> Where did you find a bummer? <laughs> what do you mean they're not extinct? Well, until no, no, no I, I was, I was just like, just go. They're I mean, not I know extinct, that... like <laughs> when you go in the forest, you're not going to just randomly find a boar. Generally, and Noskin has left his boar mask somewhere, and like he picked it up. Oh my god! Oh, oh my gosh! It's like guys, really old. I, 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 oh, no. I, this might be a this might be a tiny spoiler for One Piece, but just like they just open a freezer and it's a poor mask, like <laughs> like the giant straw the giant straw hat, <laughs> just just in a freezer. And, and I'm so oh, sorry, God. but yeah, I don't want to know context for that one. But. I'm not gonna say anything else, but that just just Alba just like they they're about to get fired, and then they just go downstairs and like oh, I have no, what am I else am I going to do now? Job is all I had is open freezers to support mask. <laughs> but yeah. It was passed out like an heirloom like Tanjiro's ear. As you <laughs> see on the, the next two panels where uh Tumihiko's mom gets a, a call like the Commodore rest and what? My son did that? I'm so sorry. And then we see like on the wall uh Tanjiro's sword with the, the flame guard and then like the earrings are hung. And then uh, that photo frame with every character. Oh, God, that, that photo just... That is the perfect panel to end on. It's just all our people that survived being happy together. Just, yes. Being happy, and except we, for Sonami, who's got, who's got, oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> who's his arm on him? He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he's as happy as he would normally be, so... Okay, <laughs> but other than the one time, other than the one time, this is pretty normal for him. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Everyone gets one. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that that brings us to the end of Demon Slayer. I like how they put the end. Yeah, that yeah. that's one thing I was really wondering. I, I 
fucking weirdest thing. So that was the one thing I was wondering. Like, I think this is the first time I've read like the end of a jump manga in the vault <laughs> or on the app. Like, everything else is like yeah. still ongoing. So I mean, well, other than Dragon Ball, which I read for another podcast, but still, it's like okay. So it's my second series I've read that has the the end. Of course, here in Japanese Jump, it was just advertisement for the next couple of volumes, and that you know, look forward to Gold Gay Sensei's next work. Yes, the the wait is going to be painful, but we have time to cry. <laughs> yeah, well, Gold Gay needs time to create, and we have to respect that. Yeah, unlike oh, yeah. some of the unlike the rumor going around, they are no longer doing manga. Which, I mean, to be fair, that text really doesn't mean anything definitive. I mean, at least. And everybody knows I'm the Sunday guy. At least in Sunday, it's kind of like when you, at least for the series I've seen end in Sunday, the ones that aren't coming back don't have that text. It'll just say, hey, you know, or at least it'll just say, look forward to the next volumes. You won't hear anything about work, but you'll see the text, ending text say often when the author is planning something soon, then yeah, then it'll say, you know, look forward to so and so's next work. I don't know. I'm sure Jump probably operates the same way. Yeah. But, but like, even in Sunday, though, like, didn't, like, Otaka, like, put, have, like, look forward to Shinobu Otaka's next work at the end of Maki, and then they went and did Orient with Kodansha? <laughs> I don't know if it did, and I, I actually had that issue with Sunday, so I could look it up. <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll definitely look it up, and we'll get back to you. But, yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I don't know. Honestly, like I said, like, like, like I said, this isn't like a stone written in stone thing it, it might have in fact i could probably look that issue up while we're sitting here but yeah it might have said that but there are some where it says they're not i just think more or less it just is a thing where it's like they have something planned that they're doing and of course it could be just a one shot that okay they're gonna do one shot and then they're gonna go to another who knows <laughs> so that that's a thing too but yeah yeah i mean it happened with yaki with uh ariadne yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm just saying that there, uh, we, I have seen rumors there that a lot of people are saying, oh, Gotoke is never doing manga again, which I don't know, of course. None of us do. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. We'll, I mean, I guess we'll... there were author comments and jump of other congratulating Gotoke, and some of them were like, oh, looking forward to whenever you come back or whatever. But we don't know if that's going to happen or not, but like, I feel like speculating about that kind of stuff without like an official in is so yeah yeah like if we don't know what's going on there's no reason to assume one thing or another yeah I mean I feel like a lot of that just comes from this idea of like some people weren't happy with the ending so they're trying to justify why it felt rushed quote unquote so oh yeah I mean the ending didn't feel rushed the last arc kind of felt rushed, but as far as the conclusion, it was fine. I guess that's a, a good point to really kind of get into the discussion. Like, how do we feel about the final arc overall? That shit was lit. I, I like it. Lit. It was great. I, I'm not going to say it was bad at all. And there's nothing, like, wrong with it. I do kind of feel like there was, like, two to three arcs worth of material kind of smushed into one. Done well, but there were certain members of the Kizuki who I felt were really disserved because we didn't get as much focus on them as we probably should have. Like, Zenitsu's friend showing up and being like, yeah, by the way, I'm a Kizuki. I'm like, oh, uh, okay, didn't see that one coming. 
Yeah. Yeah, there was there was definitely a lot of stuff to be desired left to be desired in this talk, but overall I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Oh yeah, like, no, it's good. It's it's not bad. No, I the complaints I'm giving are it could have been even more amazing if they had done the if yeah, and I agree with. It's not it's not that it's bad. It's not bad at all. Cool, the yeah, information no. gets gets across fine. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you too. I, and I think, yeah, I thought I'm not saying that was, I'm not saying saying it was bad nor am i saying that oh no this arc was perfect that nothing else needed to be done oh yeah there are some definitely some rough spots that i wish had been addressed more and again i'm on the same page with you where i don't story wise i don't think there was anything wrong per se i mean there yeah there were some things i wish that had been done differently but it's more just i felt like the character i feel like it became a thing where gotoge was definitely more focused on the plot more so than characters towards the end Yes, like there's definitely I, I a balance. There's a good balance of both, yes, but I do feel like there was a thing where Ogilter was like, "Okay, I need to resolve plot points." Yeah, it, it, there's, it's a definite shift after the Sword Village because you had, we had, we had kind of a thing going where we're kind of going through it little bit by little bit by little bit, and then suddenly flood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does feel kind of like that, but For yeah, uh, whatever his reasons were, he's like, you know what, we're we're just gonna wrap this up. And for making that decision, he did the best possible you could ask, and it was entertaining and good, and I have no problem with it. I just kind of wish he'd waited an arc or two later to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to, I think, the fact that this is Gotage's first series, and, like, a lot of it is a learning experience, I think, like... If you look at, like, Horikoshi and, like, other mangaka and Jump, like, they've had canceled series and Jump before. They know, like, what not to do, and Gotuke hasn't had that. This They've never had a canceled series. They've had a few one-shots, but that's really the end of it. So, I think, like, when you have such an ambitious story like this, wrapping it up is never gonna be pretty, but for, given, like, the amount of experience Gotuke has and... Just, like, everything that's built up to this arc, like, I thought it was well done. Like, week to week, it did the problems with the arc didn't bother me as much as thinking about it in retrospect and kind of seeing, like, hey, this thing could have been better, or maybe this area could have been better. Like, the only thing that really bothered me, like, in the moment was, I think, Obanai's backstory, and we, we've went into that before, so we don't have to go into it again, but, like, I think, like, there, like the fact that, like, certain characters didn't get a lot of focus until this arc, and it just kind of makes the impact feel so much less in the wake of everything else that's going on. I, I can I agree with that. I stand by the fact, um, I think, I might have said this earlier, maybe not in these exact words, but, like, this arc was, like, a better version of like the final ninja war in Naruto where it's like the whole focus is on everyone else and how they contribute to the fight or whatever. Oh God, there's no, there's no even comparison there. The final ninja war is a train wreck. <laughs> oh boy, I have that to look forward to whenever I pick up Naruto again. <laughs> but like, like literally for me, the only like major, major, like I would say like black spot in the series is just like Nezuko in general, like the, the level of, uh, participation that she had uh like after like swordsmith village or after actually red light district arc she, she didn't really do as much and like that was just like i don't know like after after that um i feel like nezuko in the story kind of peaked 
because at the at the end of the swordsmith village arc was when we got the whole like oh there's the cure or whatever uh Nesco's gonna be human again but then like she just like slips out of the story um and she she's out really... of the story for a while but i don't actually necessarily think it's bad because she also is a major part of how it concludes yeah but at the same and, time it's like, also that's... a matter of you don't throw her in the middle of that when muson's trying to eat her yeah i think i think what bothered me was the fact that like um her prominence was like gifted uh and just like how how she was used in the story which i i get it because like her status technically changed like she's not um if you're gonna make her human again she's not really gonna be a fighter because she's not like a swordsman or anything yeah no i i, I think no, i, I get do where know where you're coming at. from i'm not i'm not trying to mitigate like, what you're saying oh no 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 yeah, yeah i'm just saying like that just the impression that uh it's, it's hard to take off um I mean, throughout the entire series, because she doesn't really get to talk for most of it, she there, there's there's a lot of areas where she doesn't really get as much development as maybe I personally would like. But I'm I'm a character focused kind of guy, um, yeah. So I, I get what you're saying, I, and I, I don't think it's invalid. I just don't necessarily feel the final arc was any better or worse about it. Just due to the situation they, they put her in. But then, again, she became a major part of the final arc towards the end. Yeah. I think, um, personally, I think what I wanted was um, her, like, like coming coming into the fray and, like, even, like, just having some kind of conversation, like a conversation as a, as a human with either, like, Muzan or one of the, one of, like, humans or whatever. Because, like, I wanted... Like, you know that moment of affirmation that she has, like, oh, I am Nezuko Kamado. I wanted something like that that didn't necessarily come straight back to Tanjiro because I wanted her to have a level of independence from uh, the story. Uh, just, But, like, I feel like that's obviously a lot to ask for from, like, a shonen manga. Uh, I think for what we got, like, it could have been way worse. Yeah, honestly, like, I think Nezuko's lack of involvement in the final arc is the only real, like stain on the series that I can think of at this point. Something because, like, she was so active in Red Light District and Swordsmith Village, so, like, for her to be off-screen most of the time, even if, like, she can't fight or they have to keep her away from Muzan, just feels weird. Like, the fact that she, we just, like, we'll see, like, a panel of her, like, once every, like, 10, 15 chapters, and it's just her sleeping, and then we pan over to completely different things that I think is bothersome. And I think it honestly could have just been solved by having her around. Like, I don't know, have a demon attack where she was sleeping, have her have to leave the area. Like, at least give her some focus or something to do rather than just, like, be just, like, out of the picture completely. Yeah, having a demon attack where she was probably would have been the best way to handle that, because... Realistically, you're the demon slayers. You don't want Muzan to get anywhere near her, so they're not going to put her in the middle of that. But if maybe one of uh, Muzan's people got close and then they had to deal with that, that could give her something to do. So that that's a of, fair criticism. I just thought of like a solution that would have like probably blown me away in like the like a really happy way if um, Nezuko somehow like uh like not being like an active participant or whatever in like the the physical sense but like if she were with uh uh Ubuyashiki and like using her knowledge of like oh because uh she she was still a demon and she still had like uh muzan's blood and stuff if she could somehow like backtrack like muzan's memories or something like that 
Um, oh, that would be pretty cool. That would have been that really would have been like that would have been way like more than sufficient. Like, yeah, no that that's that's also a fair fair uh, request, I'd say. So, Marion, you remember how like there was never an uh, upper rank five replacement? What if they just had the upper rank five replacement attack Nezuko when she's sleeping? Because then we could have gotten into fight with Nezuko and everyone like that's protecting her, and that would actually give her some focus. Yeah, so, okay, so what I'm understanding from everybody here isn't necessary, which I like, I like the way this conversation is going, which is one thing I want to say, because this could very easily devolve into, Nezuko should have had more fights, which that would irk me somewhat. (laughs) That would bother me as well, because also it's really not her. Yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah. I like, I like, basically what I'm saying here is, I I like that we're having conversations saying she should have been more involved, not necessarily had more fights. Because yeah, I feel like yeah. that's the thing I see a lot in like shonen manga, where it's like a character is only as good as how many fights they've been in in one. Which I get that's the grown. shonen. Yeah, shonen I battle manga, the... shonen battle manga. But not all yeah. characters in shonen battle manga have to be frontline fighters. They can do things in other ways. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's but, the problem here. Like, it's not that Nezuko isn't fighting. It's that Nezuko literally is not there. Yeah, yeah. and, that, and, that, and that, I like that is completely fair critique. Yeah, I like that distinction that we're making in this conversation, which is that, yeah, we're not saying, oh, she needed another fight. We needed, we just wanted to see her more often. And I kind yeah. of under, I, I'll give Gotoge, I'll give Gotoge this, that I'm not going to say it's an excuse or a good thing, but I guess the transition from arc, from the arc before this one to the final arc was pretty like rapid. It wasn't the thing where it was like, oh, we had a whole volume of, the Demon Slayer was just chilling out with, and there was no Nezuko during this thing. It was pretty much like, okay, we went from this thing where she's sort of human to right into the final arc. And I I kind of have to wonder, I mean, at that point, Demon Slayer was getting pretty big in popularity. So I have to kind of have to wonder, um, was that a decision? Was this de- what we don't know? And in fact, I think, Mar- yeah, Marion had brought like, asked me to translate a tweet from Satoshi Mizukami talking about comparing Assassination Classroom to um, Demon Slayer and Mizukami. uh, Mizukami was saying, you know, wow, I was surprised that Demon Slayer is actually more chapters than um, Assassination Classroom. And because he was just remarking how they're both good series, but it just felt like Assassination Classroom did more with its assets in less time. Than Demon Slayer did. That goes definitely back to what uh, B-Lord was. Uh, you say Matsui had he's had multiple serializations now, and like the well, he only had now. Nero up until then. But yeah, he had a yeah, but Nero went for quite a while. That was like eighteen volumes. Yeah, it actually had the same amount. It had maybe three chapters less than Demon Slayer. I think it it ended like right after two hundred, like two hundred one, two hundred two, something like that. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but that's also like a that. story that like. Uh, just from the the way that the arcs are structured, you know the the level of planning that went into it is completely different from a normal serial. Where uh, if it's like an author's first thing and it's like they're hanging on by a thread every week, uh, as opposed to like someone who has been through that before and like now they know exactly what they want to draw and how they're gonna draw it. Yeah. And how they're gonna break it. No. Up. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, like. There's definitely, and then of course you have to keep in mind. First of all, weekly storytelling, no matter how experienced you are, is it's hell. <laughs> it and it's a, like 
it's a learning experience, but it's still just kind of like, and then of course, too, you never know what's going to be popular, which is why, I mean, I'm going to rant, I'll, I'll curtail my ranting a little bit, which is why I always, it's like when people are saying like, oh, well, Sunday's not popular because they don't have good series, but what's a good series? <laughs> Literally no one knew that Demon Slayer was going to be this big until it became this big. <laughs> Like Literally. we all have that one series that of any in any magazine or any genre that we're like, I don't get this. Why is this good? Why do people like this? But they do. <laughs> Those people need to realize the fact that, like, okay, uh, maybe Sunday series or like the magazine is not as popular, but look at how, for how long it's been around and the fact that it's in circulation with much with, with much fewer numbers, but it's still surviving and it's still providing for all these artists and outlets. Like you can't prepare like. Comparing like talent and uh, just like art vision is so it's so hard to give like the way. This is something that people. Yeah, I, no, it, it is just kind of a thing where it's like, yeah, that, I and you're absolutely right. That's just the thing is that again, going back to the whole thing with Gold to get here is again, all they can all 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 a publisher can do is they get an idea, they get an artist who's interested in running a serial, they refine it and they put it out there. If it happens to do really well, then nobody, all they can do is run as much manga as they can. And if something takes off, then they run with it. So I definitely agree with what everybody's saying, which is like, this is the goal to get for a serial. And so a little bit of leeway has been given to the fact that, yeah, a lot of this stuff, whereas if they've been used to the, the weekly pacing and all of this, might have been mitigated by that. But I, I think, I think viewer said it, it was just, there's really, Endings are tough because I think that no matter yeah, I, I think that most of the jump series that we've seen, at least the last couple of series that I've heard from like fandoms, like nobody's been happy with the last couple of series that have ended. Like you, you, we have the Naruto, we have the, we have um uh, a couple other series that have ended. I mean, I'm I'm not reading promised neverland but oh god don't get me started on neverland <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, more, and I'm like do i want to go back to it because i got stuck in the middle of it and i'm like ah, my desire to go into this with what i'm hearing if you want to see a bad final arc go read neverland i think one of the, the big things we got to say here no matter what we're complaining about here we all had fun with this ending yeah this is a no, really I- good story with a really good ending. There are some things that could be done better, but it's not bad at all. And let's and let I mean and to put it into perspective, we're talking about the series being almost I want to say 70 80% of it was masterful. Oh like, yeah. We're not even we're not even saying okay, first half of Demon Slayer was good, but then the second half. No, like everything up until Actually, right up until the final arc was really good. It's just the final arc kind of stumbled, which, again, we as we've said, endings are hard. And the thing is, even during the final arc, there's still a lot of amazing moments. Like, the Akaza fight is freaking amazing. The Kokushiba fight's amazing. Like, in the moment, all these different, like, scenes and, like, sequences are all just amazing. And it's just like when you kind of think about, okay, there are th- things here that could have been done better. But in the moment... You don't really think about that. And I think the fact that we didn't think about that in the moment is kind of a testament to, to how well the arc was done despite its flaws. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, and I think it totally. is important to acknowledge that there are flaws too. That that's important, but not to dwell on them. Yeah, because it was a very good story. Day, at the end of the day, the flaws are just there, and uh, we can only hope that anyone who's reading and the author can like learn from uh, like flaws uh, and just grow as like a writer. Yeah, and honestly, like even the most perfect stories out there have flaws like freaking ashita no joe has a bad fight so like and anything's possible yeah you heard it from the you heard it from the ashita no joe is... stand himself this axon has a bad arc axon doesn't have a bad arc yet but the key point there is yet that doesn't mean it can't yeah okay axon doesn't have a bad arc it only has a like a like a non I don't know how to describe it. Like the first, the first quote unquote arc doesn't really happen until like the second or third volume. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with Actage is that it's kind of aimless early on. Like there's not a end goal at all. I'll, I'll save my comments for the possible Actage broadcast. <laughs> but I actually thought the opposite because like one thing I liked about Actage is like reading the first volume when I did was it felt like it very much knew what it wanted to do. Sure, it took its sweet time getting there, <laughs> but it felt like, to me at least, that it felt very confident in, like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> this is what I'm about. Exact, uh, Sakaki, that's the exact reason that I love World Trigger, especially early on. Yeah. Because of, no, I got that yeah. same impression. But, like, I would say, like, the, the not having, like, a focus, like, uh, or to rather, like, direction for, like, the quote-unquote arc to take, is something that a lot of people latch onto uh, when it comes to like, especially like like getting into something for the first time. Like they want to know what direction they're heading in because then that's what gives them uh, like an expectation of like, all right, I'm gonna okay. judge the series on these merits because this is what it's going. Honestly, like you could even argue that for Demon Slayer too. Like if you look at the early parts of Demon Slayer, like, it's pretty, like, episodic, like, Demon of the Week type structure. Demon Slayer took a while for me to really get into it, honestly. Yeah, like, it's not really until, like, the drum demon where it really starts having a more linear story that's actually progressing towards, like, the end goal of, like, fighting Muzan. So I, I think, like, taking that approach, despite, like, like it, it might not hook people right away, it still helps build up the characters and get you acclimated before they're actually heading towards a goal. And then that's always kind of a tightrope too, because you don't want to rush people into the story too fast. Because then when you do that, then you don't care. And then it's, you want you want them to be able to spend time with the characters and get to care about them and know what they're about. But at the same time, you don't want to bore them with like spending too much you time without actually developing the plot or what, why should we care about? We care about these characters. Yes. You know, we've introduced them to us, but okay, what are they doing that we should stick around for? Which I've all, I've wanted to write like an essay on why, how like Gintama manages to do this for like, <laughs> like I want to say 14 volumes because it literally has no plot <laughs> up until then. And then it has a little bit of plot. Then it goes back to not having a plot. And it's really interesting how Sorachi got away with that for, like, almost... Mm. The final arc took, like, maybe, what, three, four years? So, like, I want to say 11 years he got away with. <laughs> so, somehow, even though my feelings towards Gintama are... But to, to find a very... To find a not-complex way of putting it are complex. is complex. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I find that interesting that it's just kind of, like... 
you have these series like Demon Slayer and everything. I, I know we've been talking a whole lot about Demon Slayer, but I kind of find it interesting that the shift that the series had towards all being more a little bit more plot focused is what One Piece did that a lot of people aren't happy with right now without saying any spoilers. But definitely the second half of One Piece is a lot of people were disappointed with how much more Oda's focused on, you know, telling a story over developing characters. I feel like there's multiple issues with the new world in One Piece that beyond just the narrative focus for me personally. Yeah. Like, of course. I was going to say, I think like some of the issues, parts of like, okay, the, the, the focus on being more plot focused or whatever, uh, that, uh, is what leads to the, uh, less character or rather less focus on the character interaction. Uh, because you have to split up the straw hats, you have to like, or you have like, once the crew gets big enough, it's not like you can have all of them uh, together on like, or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest issue with One Piece, honestly, for me, is that the cast has gotten too big for its own good. Like, even beyond the straw hats, like, you can't just focus on the straw hats anymore because of all the different connections and stuff in the series now. So it just com- becomes a bit of a info dump at times it feels like you're kind of just like reading all these plot beats all at once with no time to actually take it in yeah no and i 100 and, and this is actually that's actually my problem with gintop <laughs> for, for the most part too which is oh, just yeah. like i feel like at least with one piece they had that proper lead up where it's like okay there is this explanation this is gonna happen soon and this is why it's relevant so I, I give One Piece that credit, but it's like Gintama basically shoved everything into its back end and then expected you to kind of like just roll with it to the point that Sorachi had to like spend the whole volume's Q&A explaining the plot <laughs> it's because it, it literally came out of nowhere because there was no foreshadowing or anything like that. And so it, it's like now, OK, all of what I should have been explaining to you over time, I'm explaining to you and basically the last four years of this series. So it became like almost a completely different series. And then if you weren't invested in the characters in which you, I mean, obviously if you've been reading that long, you should have been, but it just becomes, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Like what Velor said about one piece, it's just a thing where it's like, and the, the focus was on the main characters and that's fine. But, um, my problem, I guess became just the thing where it was just like, okay, I like the characters enough. But not enough to kind of like gloss over the flaw, the fact that you're throwing this plot at me now and you're expecting me to just kind of swallow it when you didn't explain any of this. So now you've had this now time that could have been used to kind of like wrap up these plot points. You're introducing more plot points to wrap up other plot points. And then you're introducing more things to explain what you didn't explain before. <laughs> so the one thing I'll give one piece over that is at least, yes, there's a lot of info dumpy stuff. And I'm not going to deny that. I mean, I'm enjoying the current art. I'm not. I enjoy it more in the anime because of some of the things you've just brought up, which is because the anime does slow down. <laughs> yeah, like the manga sprints so the the anime can walk essentially. Basically, basically, and that's what Toei's pretty much always done. So that's like not new. But I, I definitely oh, do it makes like me feel that. a little bit better because it is my method of One Piece watching. Yeah, I mean, like it. Unfortunately, the downside of that, of course, is that the anime goes at snail's pace. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting waiting for the dub anyway. So, so yeah, that, I'm that's the dork the that does that. that. <laughs> but hey, that, that's 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 kind of it. But I mean, 
going back to how this relates to Demon Slayers, like, yeah, I, I kind of see how some people would be. Like, I liked just hanging out with Tom. I like seeing Tanjiro grow as a person. And, I mean, it does feel like it got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm not saying this is what Gotogate was thinking, but it just feel like it got to a point where it's just like, okay, I, I'm done developing it. Now let's just speed towards the ending. Yeah, and I, I think in Demon Slayer's case, like, in contrast to, say, One Piece, it helps that Demon Slayer's cast was small enough where it doesn't feel overwhelming to do it at this pace. Like, I, I think this is an issue that One Piece is, like, having, too, because it's heading towards, like, an eventual endgame, is that the cast has gotten so big at this point, and the story is so ambitious at this point, that wrapping it all up is going to be chaos, no matter what you do. But Demon Slayer didn't really have that because it has a very clear goal and a very narrow goal from the like outset. Curing Nesco, defeating Muzan. And by the time the Hashira are introduced, that's kind of your core cast right there. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah, no, that, I agree. That's that, and I, I mean, and obviously, when you when you compare the story lengths, there, you know, that's a big difference too. Like it did wrap up. Whether you liked the final arc or thought it was rushed or not, it did wrap up. So oh, I will yeah, give it. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I do. Um, I do agree with that. I'm just. I'm just. I'm not really comparing him to say. Oh well, One Piece is the same as Demon Slayer. They both have the same problems. I'm just saying there was definitely a shift that they both kind of did, which was going from more of a character-based series to more of a plot-based one. I think. Um... This is not to be reductive or to simplify anyone's point or anything, but I feel like this is just very symptomatic of the fact that we're talking about Shonen Jump. That's just the way that most of them are. Like, that's their formula. Like, that's yeah. the way that they work, essentially. That, like, oh, yeah, look, look at these fun characters. Let's go on an adventure or whatever. And then it's like, oh, plot time. Let's go. Uh, end game. This is going to wrap up and all this stuff. And it's just, uh, when it when it gets into like that kind of high joke. All right. This yeah. Is, uh, this is that mode that uh, the series has to go in in order to essentially like wrap up and uh, wh- whatever whatever scraps of plot that maybe didn't get enough focus on but have to. Uh, that's when you get the. End. And, yeah. Like, this is reminding me a lot of. Uh, I was reading or, I was reading, but like I was thinking of, uh, Dora Hedoro actually, and this is a seinen manga, but like, uh, it was it was serialized for like a good like fifteen to twenty years. If- and, like, the final arc was, it was good. And I think that it concluded very, very, like, fantastically for, like, the way that story was headed. But, like, it had the same thing where it's, like, a good uh, character drama. And it ends up being very focused. And the final arc is a good, like, chunk of the, like, like I would say, like, a good third. Like, the last third of the manga. Um, but the problem is that, like, it has the same issue with like other series where it's just like after a while you get very bloated cast and you have to juggle all of these characters, uh, making sure that like okay you have this faction and this faction and like just to make things every every uh ever ever more complicated. Everyone's morally great. There's no like um and like I think what made it work for that series is the fact that it was monthly and the, also the fact that like uh there were like multiple hiatuses. Um, when we go back to like Demon Slayer. And like, remember that like Gotoki like almost never took break. Uh, to date, I don't, I don't take a break, or was it only? I like, want to say they don't take. I want to say they didn't take a break. 
I don't think they took any breaks aside from obviously when the magazine went on break. Right. Yeah. yeah and that's like, the only time I remember it breaking from when I was reading it, although I wasn't watching it individually yeah. for all the chapters. I mean, specifically like author hiatus when it comes to like, we know Horikoshi's been sick. We know that uh, Tabata has been sick. We know Oda gets sick or, or like he needs his like time off uh, so that he doesn't get sick. Uh, right. Plenty of authors like overwork themselves. And Gotoke has been like uh, pretty consistent. Yeah, consistent is the right word. Consistent enough to like not uh, like overwork themselves and like basically like kill themselves over their work. And I think that in itself, uh, while juggling this kind of story and like not like dropping the ball, is worth. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like for a lot of authors, there comes a point where you have to just wrap up the story even if like there are things you would still want to do with the world and the characters and that's a sacrifice you have to make and i think gotagate kind of made that trade-off where like i think probably for them like they probably felt like it was time to end it and yeah yeah like sure there's probably I'm, I'm sure like a lot of the things that we've talked about here too are like probably things that they thought about when they were writing this, like, oh, maybe I could have done this earlier. Oh, maybe I should have rewritten this in a different way. But, like, like when you're doing a story of, like, really any scale that's been going on for a while, there's gonna be those gaps. Like, like we said before, nothing is perfect. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it does just come down to your preference. I mean, I can't, I don't... There are some, they're like, I mean, going back to Ginsu, I did like how it wrapped up. I didn't. And while another series might do the exact same thing, I mean, because it's sounding like, at least from what Mary's a Dora, it sounds like it's somewhat similar to Gintama. I mean, I've read some of it, and it does have that kind of Gintama vibe a bit. So, like, but I, I'm obviously I'm going to sit down and read the series and, you know, get a formulated opinion of my own. But who knows? It, it might do exactly the same thing Gintama did, but do it way better. So, and and that would be my opinion. And somebody else might look at it like, nah, Gintama did it better. So I don't know. So it is ultimately up to your personal preference too. So, and yeah, as V Lord said, it's it's a thing where it's like there is that trade off. Now, do you want to tell? If you're going to go in and tell a story, do you want to tell all the parts of it without feeling like okay, I have to sacrifice something? And sometimes you, and again, with any series, I mean, I, I think. Really, just Velour put it best, which it is just like, yeah, sometimes you do have to sacrifice a thing where it's like, I wanted to tell the story this way, but if I ever want to finish it, I'm going to have to like leave some things on the cutting floor or feed through things I would love to have taken my time on. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's a fair thing. It, it, it's, a, it, it's not just a trade off of just, you know, well, I'm just going to end this thing now. It is a fair trade off. It's like there's going to be parts of the story I just can't tell, or maybe I can't tell it in this format, but maybe I can. Tell it in a side novel. I mean, because speaking of which, as I mean, I guess new, it's probably not news now, but we are getting a spinoff of Demon Slayer about um, Rengoku. So, and it's a short oh, one, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it might be, I wouldn't be surprised if Gate has some input on that. Maybe there's going to be a bit more backstory on, Ren, on Rengoku that they couldn't tell in the main story because they had a, they wanted to keep on, you know, I, they wanted to finish the story by a certain time or they wanted to keep a certain kind of tempo. So having these, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like side stories or stuff that expand the world without necessarily having to give another two, four, three or four years of serialization. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be an end to Demon Slayer content anytime soon. There's going to be spin-offs and extra content. Oh yeah, this is way too popular for not to yeah. have more stuff. But uh, we, we've been recording for well over two hours at this point. So um, <laughs> before we sign off okay. here, I want to just like ask one final question to everyone. Like, So I guess out of a score of 10, what would you rate Demon Slayer and why? Um, so Marion, do you want to go first? Yeah, uh... I would give out of ten, probably like a five. Overall, I'm like immensely satisfied, and I feel like it totally that I thought it had. Uh, back from when I read the very first chapter, which that's right, I've been reading since chapter one, baby. I read the jump start. I talked about it on Twitter. I, I'm, I'm I'm not behind the curve like everyone else, you know. <laughs> no, uh, I did see all like, of those retweets, so yes. I I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm so happy just because like. It, it just makes me really happy when I see like a new artist, especially just like really hit it off. It, it just makes me really happy. So, um, taking into account, like we were just talking about, like yeah, the story itself is fine. Characters were great. It was able to keep most of its momentum, but like uh, the actual enjoyment I got out of it, uh, especially from uh, just like reading it, we uh, revisiting it through the volumes and like finding little nuggets of like foreshadowing or like. Uh, thematic element that uh some they may they might make like a fight or like a like a flashback even better or whatever like that that kind of enjoyment i get out of it set up so it's not perfect but it's pretty damn close to it awesome um laser do you want to go next sure i'm also going to give it a pretty decent score of a 9.5 um i i feel that the the what feelings it has are completely understandable and honestly not the biggest of deals for the most part and what it does well it does so exceedingly well it'll suck you in it'll make you read it for six hours straight if you can so there there, there is nothing i've read where i've had anywhere near the drive to read that much even in the middle of a quarantine as, as it were so honestly really damn good and sakaki your turn <laughs> Uh, Nor would I say it's going to sound bad. So I don't give things nines or tens unless they like change my life. So, (laughs) so uh, it's going to get a seven for me now. Sakaki is now banned from the podcast. (laughs) Sakaki giving more than a five to a Shonen Jump title. I feel like that's high praise. Okay, that's a fair point. This is Shonen Jump we're talking about. Exactly. See, see, I'd even go to a seven point five. Because I too, like Marion, I was reading. De- I read Demon I Slayer from the Sakaki. start. <laughs> I read once I started doing U.S. volumes. If that helps. Oh yeah. no, I I read. I think I read the Jump Start too. But then when they didn't pick it up immediately, I was just like, I like this, so I'm going to go buy the Japanese volume. So I did. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. So I'm just like, so I did. Because I could, so I did. And no, I, I like I said, my personal scale aside, like I enjoyed Demon Slayer quite a bit. Like from the beginning, I liked the artwork, which is what a lot of people didn't like about it. And I, I just genuinely think, and this we're in this land where we have good boys and good boy wannabes, we have Tanjiro who genuinely is a good boy, <laughs> and like. Besides that, like it was a novel fight, a, no- a novel style, for lack of a better word. I mean, I like the breathing style. I like the artwork, and 
generally speaking, the characters, like, there's a sense of empathy that I haven't seen in shonen manga, including Sunday, for a long time. And I like that the series was... It, it took it took the theme of empathy and applied it really well to the work itself. Because usually it'll come off, like, insincere in some series, where it's like, why are the characters acting like this? There's no way, but it, yeah. it or never Or it's just felt... like window dressing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, well, you know, well, it's a shonen manga, so we can't have the main character being a, a you know... A serial killer, although I'm sure there are a few out there. <laughs> but it felt like Demon Slayer, even with its meandering and everything, what it wanted to do. It came in, did it, and it did it. It did it in a way that none of the none of nothing felt wasted or uh, you know extraneous. Like oh, this shouldn't have been there or anything like that. Maybe it is because of that sense that it felt fast towards the end. But I still feel like. If there is a de- if there is a jump manga that I would write, I, it would Demon Slayer without a doubt. Because like, even if you really just didn't like that final arc, which is completely fair, everything up to that point was pitch perfect. So, and I don't use the word perfect much. <laughs> so, so yeah, I would say seven point five for me. Yeah, I guess uh, I should go then. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I would probably rate like Demon Slayer either a nine point five or. God, maybe even a 10, honestly. Like, like Marion, I read the series right from the first, like, chapter of the Jumpstart, and I was immediately, like, hooked to it. I love the premise. It gave me, like, a very big, like, hunter-hunter vibe, and I really love, like, the bond between Tanjiro and Nezuko. And as the series kept going, it really kind of just continued to captivate me with all, like, the empathetic elements, like Sakaki mentioned, and it really kind of emphasized that... A lot of these characters, no matter where they come from, no matter what their alliance is, at the end of the day, they were once humans. They were once normal people, and the their circumstances, their lives, took them down these different paths. And I found that really interesting. I found that really kind of emotionally, like, compelling at the end of the day. And it's just a great, lovable cast, like, who doesn't love a Nosuke? I mean, he, he's a blessing. The breakout character. Yeah, he's the bender of... Inosuke is Yeah, Inosuke is the bender of this series. Bite my shiny metal blade. So... <laughs> but yeah, like, I... Like, I really loved it. Especially, like, the Red Light District and uh, Swordsmith Village arcs are just, like, almost perfect, in my opinion. Like, there are very few flaws I find in those arcs. Just because of how perfectly crafted they are, and... Like, the final arc is definitely a downgrade from that, in my opinion, but there's just so much payoff to everything that's built up into the series and everything that Gotake is foreshadowed that, at the end of the day, it didn't matter to me. Like, I still love the series at the end of the day, and I think that was what really stuck with me. Um, And I guess, like, on a more personal level, like, Demon Slayer got me into really writing about manga. Like, my earliest manga reviews are Demon Slayer chapter reviews. And as we know, that's taken me down the long path of reviewing all the manga. <laughs> you and your pile of backlog manga to review. Yeah, so I, I owe Demon Slayer a lot just for that. Like, I've gotten to do so much stuff I never would have imagined because I was 
so passionate about Demon Slayer. Like, I wouldn't even be, like, working with Tanami Faithful or really any of that stuff or even probably wouldn't even have this podcast if it weren't for Demon Slayer. <laughs> so, yeah, Demon Slayer definitely is close to my heart. Instead of uh, The Legend of Zenitsu, Yoshiteru should have been reading The Legend of the B-Lord. <laughs> oh, God. We're, we're, we're all now part of The Legend of B-Lord, so we should all just rejoice. <laughs> so, yeah, let's all just bow down to him like Ubiyashi did. I mean, I wouldn't know what Demon Slayer is if it weren't for V-Lord, so... Well, actually, probably would figure that one showed up on Toonami, but I got into it a lot sooner than I otherwise would God, have. I'm, I'm starting to think about how many people have, like annoyed or like tried to sell demon slayer to before like it got big because god i felt like every other day i'd be like hey go read demon slayer go read demon slayer go read demon slayer i was i was i was the same person yeah no i i wasn't i wasn't that person but i was just like dude you know i mean i want you to read if if i saw people reading it i would definitely cozy up to them <laughs> yeah like i remember when you first tweeted about demon slayer sakaki and i was like so happy i'm like yes someone i know is reading demon slayer it's a miracle <laughs> sakaki you we were friends by then right i feel like i was the one who got you to buy both demon slayer and world trick uh, i forgot um yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know you were talking about Demon Slayer, and I saw your tw- tweet, and I read it. Like I read the um, jump start. I was like, okay, cool. I'll. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to buy the Japanese version at all. But then when I heard that it wasn't going to continue, yeah, yeah, you, it was your tweets that got me to read the jump start. And then I saw it wasn't going to continue, so I was just like, well, I guess I'll just buy the Japanese one myself. So yeah, it was you and World Trigger. It was you. And I forgot their name. Was it Crisis? Not Crisis. Uh, they work for Viz. Ace. Ace. Yes. Oh, Ace! I love Ace. Yeah, they they oh, were really they were really big into World Trigger too. So it was Marion talking about it, and I saw like I remember it was one time. I guess I was mentioning it. Maybe we were talking. Or maybe I just mentioned it, and then Ace like jumped into my mentions. It was like, yeah, it's the greatest thing, and I'm just like, oh. Well. I mean, Ace is the letterer for it, so it makes sense that they do that. <laughs> yeah, and that's why that's why I was like, okay, they're really passionate. Plus, I like I I trust Ace's opinion because they like the Law of Ueki too. Which, if Demon Slayer is V Lord's origin story, Ueki's my origin story because I probably wouldn't be a translator if it weren't for Ueki. <laughs> so I owe like fukuchi big that's why i'm like his bro i i have a i'm with fukuchi i'm fukuchi for life if i could get that tattooed on my knuckles i would <laughs> but, but that that's better use, thing, the, but... <laughs> better use the hiragana <laughs> oh dear but yeah but yeah no i i wouldn't be where i am now with you guys probably if it weren't for the law of ueki so the fact that ace really liked ueki and then marion was talking about world trigger and i really and Ace and Marion really liked World Trigger and then really liked Demon Slayer. I was like, okay, these people obviously have great taste. And of course, V-Lord liked it too. So I was just like, you know what? Whatever, I'm going to do it. I know probably what you're talking about, my first tweet was when I was on my way to go see my girlfriend. So I was on a long bus trip. So I was just reading Demon Slayer on the bus. <laughs> so oh, yeah. so who we really have to thank here is Jekka. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> probably. I have to I have to thank her, yes. If I hadn't been on the bus to go see her. Because, I mean, I was reading it on and off, but I wasn't really, like, dedicated to it. But then I was stuck on a bus for four hours. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to read this thing properly. And then I was just like, 
I remember the moment it just it clicked for me was with uh, Uzui. Like I remember the one of the things I tweeted was just kind of like, you know, and this was before like Viz got to that point, and it was, um, you know, for now on you'll call me the party god. I mean, you'll call me, I'll be a god, and Tanjiro's like, god of what specifically? <laughs> and that that just that just stuck with me for like that this kid is like and he's got this like serious face like he's not asking this question to be a troll or to be an asshole he really he wants to he actually he wants to understand like god of what specifically and then those guys like oh yes god of festivities i'm the lord of the mountain and then, the and then like he's like, like completely fuck like fucking creeped out by him like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the like demon slayer clicked with me because like I'll, I'll tell you straight up now, I'm not, like, one that likes, like, really depressing and edgy stories. I, you know, that's why things like Death Note do nothing for me. <laughs> so, like, if Demon Slayer were, didn't have that sense of humor, <laughs> I think I probably wouldn't have, I would have checked out. But that moment, the thing oh, yeah. that got me into it wasn't a fight, wasn't necessarily a fight. It wasn't really, like, the. I mean, yeah, the artwork and all that stuff was important. But that moment, just that it could kind of have fun with itself like that. And then, of course, when... Like, you know, they first see a train and Tanjiro and Nosuke are like, what the, what is this magical thing? And, and Zenitsu's like, it's a train, you bumpkins. How, how could you not know what it, okay. <laughs> okay, so th- those are the things that got me into Demon Slayer, but we could go all night about that. And oh I yeah, it's, it's a very <laughs> special story that doesn't come around very often. I've been watching anime yeah. for decades now and reading manga for almost as long they, yeah. they don't make them like this very often yeah yeah i think we can all agree on that point but yeah i you guess are, we were do we want to <laughs> yeah Marie Laurie, let's 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 get out of here yeah let us do that so laser where can people find you um, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. You can also find me on the uh, Tsunami Faithful Discord and just bounce around like the crazy person. And Marion, where can people find you? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Microwave. I'm also co-hosting two other podcasts. Uh, one is uh, at HaikuPod. It's called The View From The Top, a Haiku podcast. Uh, Haiku is the only other Shonen Jump series that I care about as much as Demon Slayer, possibly even more. If I gave Demon Slayer a 9.5, I'm considering giving Haiku a 10. Uh, it's that good. Um, the manga is just like on a completely other level. Um, there's like a level of craftsmanship that I just cannot state. Uh, I am someone like I'm not an artist per se, but I appreciate art. And like uh, uh, Har- uh, Furunate Haruchi is just like so good at drawing manga that like I I'm just in awe every week, especially of like quote unquote like final art. It's just the way that the paneling is done. Is the men like I? I cannot understand. Okay, I love hype. And then I'm also on another podcast called the Anime Club, friends cast on Twitter, and we just recorded one for that today. Uh, you can hear me going crazy talking about uh, the the Chinese kaiji movie that's on Netflix now. Uh, it's called uh, Monster Monster World, I think. It's so insane. It's like kaiji adaptation in the sense of the word. There's like murder clowns and like. <laughs> It's so weird. I don't know how to describe it. Like I was, I was about to like pass out like describing it on the recording today. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, and oh, he has talkback, but uh, Takaki could talk more about uh that. Yes, 
Um, and I have to thank Miriam for that because, like, uh, the blog is wsstalkback.blogspot.com. And unfortunately, uh, there's a Twitter w- at wsstalkback. Um, unfortunately, I'm. It's well. Let me start by first describing what it is. It is a Shonen Sunday blog and Twitter where I talk about Shonen Sunday, the poor magazine that, as people know, people only know that Conan and Takahashi are in it. And I'm trying to fix that one tweet at a time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> they just gave they just wrote up a wonderful review for Taiyama's Mother's Ping Pong. Like I've watched the anime of it. And after reading Marion's review, I was like, God, I need to hit the manga or at least rewatch the anime again. Like, it just reinvigorated my for the series. So, definitely read that review. It's up now um, on the blog. As for the Twitter itself, I go through the int- most of Shonen Sunday every week. <laughs> so, I- I'm not crazy enough to try to read an entire magazine on Twitter. <laughs> but I do talk about the news, the interesting series in Sunday, some of my favorite ones. Like, right now, I'm super into uh, So So No Free Ren. I'm pretty sure I butchered that pronunciation, but that's okay. <laughs> um, which is a super good series. Like, it might be my favorite Sunday series. And Fukuchi is currently in the magazine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, just like I said, he's my bro crush. But the fact that there's a series that he's writing, that he's writing that I can say that I like better than it, that's saying a lot. But, yeah. Um, the Shonen Sunday Twitter. The Sunday, I talk about twitter all the time sunday ah, showing sunday related stuff all the time there so come and have a look if you want to know what's going on in the magazine um and my other my my uh personal twitter is at kiro bond at twitter where pretty much you can ignore that there's nothing going on there (laughs) that's a (laughs) lie go follow them there yeah definitely follow all three of these folks they're all amazing um, but if you're interested in following me, you can follow me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ. I'm usually on there talking about whatever I'm up to, which is usually reading manga, writing reviews, and not sleeping. Um, a usually healthy combination. Totally. Totally. Yeah, not, nothing wrong there. But aside from Twitter, you can find my manga-focused reviews over on all-comic.com. I have a bunch of those coming out soon hopefully probably <laughs> soon trademark <laughs> yeah. but yeah okay keep an eye out there and i also post about those on my twitter um but you can also find my tanami focus articles and reviews over on tanamifaithful.com so go check out that stuff too but as far as the podcast is concerned you can follow the demon slayer podcast on Twitter at D Slayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tommy Faithful website itself at TommyFaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And we post updates about the podcast on the Twitter, so definitely if you want to keep up with when new episodes come out, keep track of that over there. Um, the manga may be over, but we still have plans for future content. Plus, like, we still have quite a few episodes we have to release as the t- as of this, like, recording anyways. So, there's still content coming down the pipeline for a little while. But, you can also listen to the podcast on a wide range of podcast streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Anchor, you name it, we're there. So wherever you listen to your podcast, just look us up, subscribe, and enjoy our episodes. But that does it for our final chapter discussion of Demon Slayer. It's been a pleasure, and sayonara. Sayonara.